team welcome to the neatgod.net youtube live stream for today it's a pleasure to have you with us if you are new here today let me just give you a quick summary of what we do we share the gospel with strangers online and you get to be a fly on the wall as ryan likes to say and listen in and so yeah it's a real joy for us to be able to do this what else do we do ryan likes to answer your questions so if you've got any questions hit subscribe in youtube and in the chat uh, you'll be then be able to put your question and put a cue at the start and you only need to ask it once because ryan will answer all those questions in order um we will do a segment we'll be learning something from the bible um memorizing verses of the bible to song it's really fun and at the end we will also be doing some time of trivia so stick around for the the whole time it's really awesome but um, let me ask, while we're sharing the gospel, please be praying for us. Please be praying for the people we're talking to. Um, and if you haven't already read your Bible, hey, pause the stream, read a chapter. And the Word of God is so important. If you're not already part of a local church and you're a believer, it's vital that you find one to be a part of. So don't neglect all these important things. And last of all, we want to train you. We want to encourage you to not only be watching us do evangelism, but to be encouraged to do it in your own life. Um, and we would love to offer free training. And so feel free to message us on Instagram or TikTok, needgod.net, needgod.net7 on Instagram. And uh, we would love to um, organize some free training with you. Whew, now, sorry if I talk too long, but now I'm going to welcome the team. So it's a g'day from Glenn. G'day from Ryan. Hello from Paul. Hey from Abraham. Hello from Ruben. Hi from Carissa. Greetings in Christ from Harmony. Yes, we're from all over the world and yet we're united in Christ and able to share the gospel together. So I do believe it's Harmony to be first. Is that right? So I'm going to pass over to you to start us off in some prayer. Thank you, Glenn. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you again for another day that you've given us. Um, it, it's just baffling to know that you still continue to use us for another day to serve you and to point others to you. And so, Lord, we ask for your help today. We ask for your guidance and strength. And uh, may we be wise in what we do. May we be um, courteous in how we speak with people, but also may we be bold in love. And may we just remember that we don't convert people, but you do. We, we don't convince them, you do. And so may we just remember that as we go through each chat today. And may we be patient. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Some people would yell at me because they're like, no, don't pray to be patient because then God's going to make you be patient. But, you know, that's, that's a good tool. We need patience. So, yeah. All right. Let's go, team. Let me just sort out my screen. All right. I think I'm good. All right. Here we go. Hey, I have a question for you. Hello? That was your question. Um, was your question. Hey, my yeah. question is, what do you think happens to us after we die? Any idea? Oh, um... Okay. Oh, 
Hey, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. What do you think happens to us after we die? Oh, so you want to... No, but someone asked, actually asked me that some time ago. Oh, wow. What did you say? You, like, you die. Okay. Would you say you believe in God? <clears throat> no. Why not? See, I don't know. I don't believe in God because... I don't know, man. Okay. Do you ever believe that there's no builder that made your house or... Hey, I've got a question for you. Yes. Hey, my question is, what do you think happens to us after we die? Dead. Hmm? What was that? Dead. Okay. Okay. Do you believe in God? Yes. You believe in God? Yes. Yeah, me too. And so, do you think God cares about how we live in his universe? Yes. Yeah, me too. And so, do you think that if he would judge you right now, do you think you're worthy of a reward or a punishment from God? Need God What was that? Sorry? Worthy. Yeah, so would you say that you deserve to be rewarded by God or punished by God on how you've lived? I can't hear you. What was that? Rewarded. Rewarded. Okay. I would say I don't deserve to be rewarded. Have you ever lied before? Like, have you ever told a lie? <laughs> yeah, me too. Have you ever been angry with someone? Yes, yeah, me too. And what about have you ever taken something that didn't belong to you? Yeah, yeah, me too. And so if God would just look at these things right now, are we innocent or guilty of breaking some of his laws? Guilty. Yeah, we're guilty. And so would that look like God should punish us or, re or reward us for our crimes? Yeah. And what would that punishment look like from God? Would that look like heaven or would it look like hell? You. I'm sorry? Hell, hell, hell. Hell, yeah. Now, does that scare you guys? I don't think you want to go to hell, right? Yes. Yeah. So how do you think that you can avoid going there before you die? <laughs> yeah well that's a tricky question yeah well some people think that you do good things or you apologize but does that work if you would you know do crimes here on earth and then tell the judge that you're sorry would he let you go for doing those crimes that you did no and that's the same thing no. with god but what if someone would stand in your place and take your hell punishment for you if they do that, is there anything left for you to take? If they would stand in your place and take all of your hell punishment, there wouldn't be anything left, right? Yeah, so where would you be able to go then? <laughs> if you don't have to go to hell, where do you get to go? Yeah, now do you know anybody that would be willing to take your hell punishment for you? Bro, 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 bro. What, what did he say? Do, do you have a YouTube channel? 
Well, we can talk about that in a second, but do you know anybody that would be willing to take your hell punishment for you? No. Okay. Well, someone. Knows what's the next? What was that? Nobody knows what's the next. Well, there is someone who's willing to take your hell punishment for you, but they have to be perfect. Do you know anybody that's perfect? Only God, right? God. Only God, God is perfect. God. And so God made the way so that you could avoid hell and go to heaven. And that's why Jesus died on the cross. If Jesus dies on the cross and takes your hell punishment, how much hell is left for you to take? We are Indian. What is that? We are Indian. Okay. But this is a gift that Jesus offers not just to Americans, but he offers it to Indians or Muslims or people in Africa, all over the world. I mean, it's God's universe. And so this would apply to everybody, wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah. And so if Jesus dies on the cross for your sin, taking all of your hell punishment, where do you get to go then? Not hell, right? Because he took your punishment. So where do you get to go? Yeah. And so this is something he's already paid for completely. He offers it to you as a free gift. But if he would offer you this gift and you never took this gift, who's left um, Who's left taking your punishment if Jesus isn't? Excuse me. Uh, why are you asking these questions? Well, how many people die in the world? Is it like, um, like 9 out of 10 people or would you say 10 out of 10 people die? Well, everybody's going to die one day, right? Nobody is eternal. Everybody dies. And so this is very important to think about because do you know when you're going to die? You do? You know, when, you know when you're going to die? No, you don't. And so if you would die today not trusting in Jesus, who's left taking your punishment, Jesus or you? It would be you. And so Jesus offers you this gift. And so you receive this gift of him taking your punishment and giving you heaven by trusting that what he did on the cross, that that's the reason you go to heaven. Does that make sense? And so why, why are you able to go to heaven now? Any idea? No. Again, what had to be done so that you wouldn't have to go to hell? hell. What had to be done so you didn't have to go to hell? What we can do. Yeah, what did God do so you didn't have to go to hell? What did he do? Any idea? No. We deserve hell, but someone died so that we wouldn't have to go to hell. Who died? Jesus, right? So the reason you can go to heaven is because what? Because Jesus did what? Yeah. And so let's say today's the day that either of you are trusting that Jesus is the only reason you go to heaven and he's the only reason you can avoid going to hell. 
but then you go do five more sins and die. Do you think you'd go to heaven or hell? Any idea, guys? No. No idea? Okay. So what's the reason you get to go to heaven again? What is the reason you get to go to heaven? Okay. Do we, do we deserve heaven because we've broken God's laws? No. What do we deserve? Hell. How do we avoid hell? Well, we already broke the rules. That's why we need someone to take our punishment for us. And so who's that? Jesus. Jesus, yeah. And so if how much of your sin does Jesus offer to die for? Does he offer to die for just a little bit of your sin or does he offer to die for all of it? All of your sin, yeah. So if you would trust today in what Jesus did, that he's the only reason you go to heaven and that he's the only reason you don't have to go to hell and you do five more sins and die, would you go to hell? <laughs> Are you guys able to focus on this chat? Because this is really important. One day it's going to be too late to think about these things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so if you did five more sins after trusting in what Jesus did, would you where would you go? Heaven or hell? You say, would you say oh, okay? Uh dear Father in heaven, um, I thank you for that chat. And I pray that they would understand the rest of what I was going to say. Um, yeah, we leave that in your care in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, I would say during We'll put it during the gospel. All right, let's go. Hey, I have a question for you. Okay. What do you think happens to us after we die? Any uh, idea? Well, I'm religious, so I think that certain people go to heaven and certain people don't. Yeah, I agree. Now, where do those other certain people go then? Talking about the good people or the bad people? Well, the people that aren't going to heaven. Well, I think that there might be two places. There are one for, for people who are really bad, like, we're talking like murderers, like serial killers, child molesters, like the really bad people. And then like people who just aren't like mm, all the way would go to like an intermediate place. It's not bad, but it's not necessarily the best. Oh, okay. So who would be the one choosing who would go where? Would it be you or would it be like no. God? Yeah. Yeah. I would agree that God would choose because it's his universe. And so if you would die today and stand before him, do you think you deserve to be rewarded by him or punished? Hey, I have a question for you. Okay. What do you think happens to us after we die? Damn. 
the fuck, dude? Yeah. I was just trying to see some titties on Omega, bro. But Not this bad. is this I think is we're the most a big ass discussion. Yeah, this is the most important. It is. It is. It is this it is, is the is. most important thing you could ever think about. I mean, you would be content for a moment with whatever you're here for, but this is what happens after you die. It's more important. And so, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Well, this is my opinion. My opinion only. Okay. All right. When you die, you die. Okay. Motherfucker, there's nothing left. There's actually, unless you believe in souls and stuff, which I don't, there's literally nothing left. There's no possible way to think that anything happens. And that's why it's peaceful. Mm. Life is easy. Well, no, death is death is easy and life is hard. Where do you think and our that's why? Yeah, and where do you think our universe came to exist from? Like how did everything begin, would you say? To be honest, I really don't fucking know. The Big Bang makes sense. It does. Evolution makes sense. Well, I mean, if, if it were something though, there would be have there'd have to be something outside of it to make it. So they actually would be illogical to exist within themselves. And so maybe there was something there beforehand. Yeah, but this person would have to be eternal because the person created time. So time even has a beginning. So the creator would be timeless and spaceless. Do you think the creator... But there is no creator. Well, it would make sense there is a creator since we have intellect ourselves. Our creator would have to be intellectual and life to give us life. Yeah. yeah. See, the creator didn't just put us in right now. We didn't just want in. We evolved into that. There's no the evidence creator, of whatever it, whatever. Nah, because there is no, because like you, you've been in science class and shit, evolution. That's that's not really a thing though. That's just a theory. There's no evidence for it though. Nah. But There's we can know. Why do we have apes? Why do we have apes though? Why do we still have apes though? Why do we not see them evolving and popping into people? Because we are the evolution. There's no evidence of that though, because from, okay. Um, dear Lord, we pray for that guy and may he just really think about these things and change his perspective and his motive for being on this site. But, um, yeah, we do pray for salvation along with the others in Jesus name. We pray. Amen. All right, let's go. Oh, I got to fill this out. <laughs> um, God's existence. Hey, I have a question for you. Hello? Hey, well, I'm looking for a vocal chat. Are you able to talk with your voice? Oh, okay. Well, we're doing a live stream right now. So maybe check out this question. What do you think happens after we die? And send your answer to our site. But yeah, we have a question for you. Yeah, what's your question? What do you think happens to us after we die? I think we um, go to heaven. You think everybody goes there, though? No. Yeah, I agree. And so who do you think goes to heaven and who do you think doesn't go to heaven? Not the Jewish people. Uh, okay. <laughs> hey, I have a question for you. Hello? Yeah. Hey, my question is, what do you think happens to us after we die? Any idea? I think we cease to exist. Like, we, our energy goes back into... The world or the universe, I guess. Oh, okay. Do you think that there is a creator for our universe? Mm, I've wondered that, you know, because there's a lot of universe. The, the, sorry, English is not my first language. You're doing great. The, 
the way they like the world works it's just it's amazing like it, it's so like it's surprising so i would i have wondered that yeah yeah and it would make sense like it couldn't just come to exist from nothing and yeah so do you think the creator of our universe cares about how we live inside of their universe i think he would care you know there's like i would like to believe so but there's a lot of bad things happening right now. Also, I know there's free will. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's a hard one. Yeah. Well, the bad thing's happening. I wouldn't say it's the creator's fault, but our oh, fault, right? I agree. I agree. We're the ones causing it and, like, feeding into it. Yeah. And do you but, think if the creator would judge you on how you've lived so far, do you think you deserve to be rewarded or punished by him? Mm, I wouldn't know. Like, I know I treat people with kindness, and I, like, on that aspect, yeah. Mm -hmm. I also know I don't treat myself the way I treat others, so I think he would be disappointed, or she would be, or it would be disappointed by it. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah. Would you say you've ever told a lie before? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Have you ever been angry with someone? Yeah. Yeah, me too. And what about have you ever taken something that didn't belong to you? I have. Yeah, me too. And so if the creator would just judge us on these things, are we innocent or guilty of breaking some of his laws? Mm. I think it would be unfair, like, to create us and, like, put these laws upon us, you know? Like, well, I mean, that's like saying the house that you live in, that it's unfair that you would set rules for the house, right? I agree, but, like, okay, I, I would, like, relate it to, like, my my parents. Like, I they, they have rules. I respect them. But, like, there there's a point where you have to, like, I don't know. Yeah. Go up to grow. I don't know. Yeah. You know? But if you would break a rule, there's a consequence to follow for the actions that you've done. Same with, like, the county or, um, you know, area that you live. They have rules. I agree. And yeah, but everything has, like, a, a reaction. I don't know. Yeah. Well, if you commit a crime, you do the time. That's basically, exactly. basically it. Yeah. And so it would be, like, way amplified for the creator because we've ultimately committed crimes against him. And so if he would just judge us on these three things, are we innocent or guilty of breaking some of his laws then? Mm, I'm probably guilty. Yeah. We but like, I don't know. It's just, I think in order for him, or I, I keep referring to it like as a him. Mm. Um, yeah, dear Father in Heaven, we pray for that lady. Uh, may she come to understand the gospel as well and just hold those questions on her mind. And may she just, yeah, hear the gospel and understand it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. I will put her as during the law. I'm starting to lose my voice, but it's okay. Um, well, hello, Jonathan, Steve, Sky Fox, Carissa, Steve, Caden, Ari Ariana, Steve, Sky Fox, Caden, Steve, and Ariana. I know I just read your names in order. And Nicholas. Hi, Nicholas. 
Hey, I have a question for you. Hmm. What do you think happens to us after we die? Any idea? No. Okay. Would you say you believe in God? No. Why not? What would you say? Hey, I have a question for you. Yeah. What do you think happens to us after we die? Um, that's actually a hard question to answer. Yeah. What do you think? I think just nothing. I think we just see black. Okay. Do you think that yeah. there there is a creator for our universe? I need to. Like hey, I have a question for you. Hey, I have a question for you, dude. That was terrible. Yeah, what's the question, hey, bro? Hey, what do you think happens to us after we die? Uh, a great question. A great question. Yeah. And quite frankly, I might have an answer. Give in. It's really a lot of people think. Hold on, let me get this, bro. Hold on. It's hard to hear you. That's what I was just trying to say. It's hard to hear you. A lot of people think that when we die, we just, you know, it just stops right there, and we just enter the abyss. But there's two places you can go: either heaven or hell. You feel what I'm saying? It's really hard. It's really hard to hear you. I don't know where you're at, but it's like really, really hard to hear you. I did hear an abyss, but I, I didn't hear anything else. Can you hear me now? Uh, can you say like a sentence, like check one, two, check something? Yeah, I'm gonna go do something real quick. Oh yeah, it's it's hard to hear you, but um, would you would you send us a message on our stuff? We're doing a live stream right now. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. What was that? You, you might be able to see me better on the Wait, 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 that's a great question. That's an absolutely great, great, great question. You know, a lot of people think that when they die, it's the end. You know what I'm saying? That we just darkness. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying, I, I feel like half of that is low-key went on what you believe and all of that. So, and I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I don't knock that because you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm a Christian, so I believe in what I believe. So I believe that there's a heaven and a hell. I yeah. mean, it clearly states that in the Bible. You know what I'm saying? It's just what I believe. So that's what that's what I think when we die. Yeah. You know, the Bible yeah. makes it very clear. So there's only two places you go after you die: it's either heaven or hell. Yeah. And that decision on where you go is on you, not on God, and that ain't on the devil. That is on you. You feel what I'm saying? Well, I, I'm a Christian as well, but I would say since it's God's universe, He cares about how we live in it, right? So ultimately, it would be up to God, but he'd be judging us on how we've lived in his universe, right? Definitely true, true. Like at the end, I, yeah, obviously, everybody's going to get judged. That, yeah. Um, so yeah. would you say if you die today, are you 100% sure that you go to heaven? Um, 
I, I would say in the middle because like I know where I stand, but I feel like there's been moments where I feel like I've you know I've known I've drifted, mm-hmm. but but slowly we're coming back. I I, I can say that mm-hmm. I know that for a fact that I'm slowly starting to come back to the pieces. So mm-hmm. yeah, I would say yes, hopefully. Yeah. Well, I would I would say a hundred percent. I deserve to go to hell. Have you ever lied before? Every day. Yeah. Have you ever been angry with someone? Every day. Me too. And have you ever taken? Have you ever taken something that didn't belong to you? Every, well, I'm not gonna say. I, I was gonna say, day. don't say every day. Yeah. yeah. I have. From time to time, I have as well. And so, if God would just look at these things right now, are we innocent or guilty of breaking some of His laws? Everybody is guilty. Yeah, everyone I like, is. I, 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 honestly, I think that's what a lot of people don't realize because a lot of people think that God isn't real. But I'm like, if you really think about it, every literally this the world would not exist anymore after Adam and Eve just by one city because everybody went to what the hell. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't think people can honestly grasp that. That like there's a reason you are not gone. Yeah. There's a literally a fine reason that you are still here where you're at but somehow you just say that there's no god i, I don't know how but hey yeah. you do what you do yeah but and as christians it is our you know thing to pastor to them and try to lead them to them and you're not gonna get everybody mm. but i feel like the one thing that a lot of christians do and i'm not gonna call them fake christians but a lot of christians try to force that on people you get what i'm saying mm. and they be mm. like if you don't, if you don't believe God, you go straight to hell. And I'm just like, okay, Jesus never said that, first of all. And Jesus didn't even do that. He came with you with love, respect, and all of that. You feel what I'm saying? So I'm just like, you can't Jesus, come to somebody like that. Jesus was loving, but he did talk about two things the most. Do you know what he spoke about the most? Oh, wow. Yeah, he he spoke about heaven and hell the most, and out of those two, he spoke about hell the most. So Jesus actually did talk to people, but it wasn't like in a way that you know we do to other people. But he was doing it in a authoritative way, in love. Um, But yeah, Um, so if we're guilty of committing crimes against God, does that look like we deserve to be rewarded or punished by Him? Then easily punished. Yeah. And so what would that punishment that we'd all deserve under God, would that look like heaven or hell? Hell? Yeah. Now, would that concern you that if you die today, that's exactly what we deserve? Every day. Yeah. And so since, since you're still alive, how do you think that you can avoid going there? Exactly. You got to read the word, man. You got to open up the Bible. Mm-hmm. Be invested in the Bible and pray. Simply like that, bro. Yeah. Cause you can't, you, you ain't gonna get nowhere just trying to do stuff on your own. Yeah. Like, how's that really going for you? Cause the place that you in right now ain't the place where God got you. So, because if you was really following God, the place that you were in, or switch that around, the place that God, you would be in the place that God wants you mm. instead of the place that you're in currently. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. In society, does that work though? If you commit five serious crimes and stand before a judge, if you would say to him, Judge, I'm guilty, I deserve a punishment, but I've read through the law book. Also, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Do you think he's just going to let you go because you've told him these things? Absolutely not. Yeah. And that's actually the same thing, the same way with God, but even more so. Even though he is forgiving, he won't just ignore our crimes. But what if someone would stand in your place and take your hell punishment for you? 
if they do that, is there anything left for you to take? If they take all of your health punishment for you? Yeah, I would say no, honestly. Yeah. And yes. Yeah, I'm standing on that note. And so, who do you think would be willing to do that for you? The one and only Jesus Christ. Uh. Yeah, and that's why he died on the cross. So, if Jesus takes your whole punishment, how much is left for you to take? Nothing. Yep. And so you get to go to heaven. But if he offered you this gift for free, and you didn't take it, who's left taking your whole punishment if Jesus isn't? You is. Yeah. Yep. And. Yeah. And so to receive a free gift, like I said, it's free. Do you have to do things to get a free gift? Uh, yeah, most definitely you do. Yeah. Well, if I would say, hey, I have $20 for you as a free gift, but first you have to wash my car, do my laundry and do my shopping. Is that a free gift or is that a payment? I would still say free gift. Not if you have to do stuff for it. I mean, do you have to do stuff to get a birthday gift? Uh -uh. No, you just you just receive the gift, and that's a free gift. And so if Jesus offers us heaven as a free gift. All you do to receive this free gift is just receive it. And so how we receive this free gift from Jesus is we just trust that what he did on the cross, that that's the only reason we don't have to go to hell, and that's the only reason we get to go to heaven. Does that make sense? You got to believe that he died and rose again. Yeah. And that's the only reason you go to heaven. And so what happens if you die not trusting in what Jesus has done again? Where do you go? You go into hell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. You ain't no switching and swerving out of that. Nope. There is none. But I guess a lot of people is just, you know what I'm saying? They, like I said, I, I can't judge nobody. And I ain't finna judge nobody. Yeah. They do what they do, so. You can only like think about yourself right now. And so what happens if you would trust in what Jesus has done, but then go do five more sins and die? Do you think you go to heaven or hell? That's a great one. I, uh, I feel like I would say you would still go to because everybody's going to make mistakes. We've all done it. Let's say, okay, if you're on, okay, so like, let's say, boom, you're on the track of God. You followed every step of the way possible. And it's like, if somebody told you you was going to die, let's say the next day, and then you go out and just do the heinous sins. Ah, yeah, that's a tough one, bro. Well, oh, man. Let, let's face it back a bit. You know, I, I was standing on I think you would still go to heaven. I think I I I firm I think you still go to heaven. Yeah. Well, and I'm gonna remove that scenario you said because I don't want to make you think that I'm commenting on that. But yeah, if you're trusting today that Jesus is the only reason you go to heaven and you died doing five more sins, you'd still go to heaven because how much of your sin did Jesus die for again? All of it. Yeah. So that wouldn't just mean your past sin, right? It would mean even the ones you do tomorrow. Now, you you did mention that, yeah. you know, living your life on track of God. Do you have to live a life, like a godly life to go to heaven? Um, 
yes and yes but there are also people who didn't well no actually no what yeah. well did we go to heaven I based back off, in the bible do we go to heaven based off of what we've done for god or do we go to heaven based off of what god has done for us what he's done for us yeah and so yeah, yeah. and so we can get to that further why we would want to live a godly life but we first would have to acknowledge now that it has zero part in us going to heaven it's just what jesus has done does right. that make sense yeah yeah and so if someone came to you today and they said hey i'm going to heaven because i'm a good person do you think they go to heaven or hell hell why hell because you you, like said, you, just because you do good day, good deeds does not mean you get into heaven. Everybody, everybody can do good deeds. Yeah, and it's just what you are not doing. It, it, like you know what I'm saying. Everybody, because if everybody was good, everybody would go to heaven. You're right. Every single person that done a great thing, everybody would go to heaven. But it just yeah. no. Hey, hey, spot on right there. And this person mostly, they said, "I'm going to heaven because I'm a good person." So were they pointing at what Jesus did only for heaven or were they pointing to what they did only for heaven? What they did. Yeah. And so Jesus isn't taking their hell punishment because they're trusting in themselves. But what if someone what if someone came up to you today and said something different? They said, hey, I'm going to heaven for two reasons. One, because Jesus died on the cross for all of my sin, but also because I lived the godly life following the path. Would they go to heaven or hell? Heaven. Why heaven? Because they said they received they received God. They know that He died on the cross. So, yeah. So they mentioned Jesus. You're right. But did they only mention Jesus? No, because they also said that they live a godly life. Yeah. And so, if Jesus offers to die for a hundred percent of our sin, how much of our trust would be only in what He did? Wait, read the question one more time? Yeah, uh -oh. yeah, sorry. I was, I was about to ask you, did you make that basket? Nah, I missed it. Ah, you're <laughs> that, yeah, that kind of threw okay. my whole process off right we'll there. Give you, we'll give you a redemption shot at the end. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just going to throw it away real quick. Okay, yeah, no worries. Um, so, yeah, if Jesus offers to die for 100% of your sin, how much of your, right. how much of your trust should be only in what he did? 100 yeah. And so if someone says I'm going to heaven because Jesus, but also because I did something, are they trusting 100% only in what Jesus did? Yeah. Well, they're actually pointing to what they do also. They said Jesus, but they said also Man. because I lived a godly life and I followed his path. And so are they trusting only in Jesus 100%? Mm. Nah. Mm-mm. What if they said, hey, I'm going to heaven because Jesus died on the cross for all my sin, but also because I share the gospel. Would they go to heaven or hell? Heaven. Why heaven? Because they said that they believe, and then they said they also sharing God's message. Yeah. But again, was it what we do for God only, or was it what God did for us? What God did for us. Yeah. 
And so we don't want to point to anything we do as the reason we go to heaven because we'd be trusting in what we do rather than only what Jesus did. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. Okay. Maybe I'll test you out. Someone says I'm going to heaven because Jesus died on the cross for all my sin, but also because I go to church where they go to heaven, heaven or hell. Um, I would say hell because they're saying that they go to church. Yeah, right. So, they all, but they yeah. mention Jesus. But they pointing out their like they what they did. Yeah, they mentioned Jesus, Jesus but they didn't only mention Jesus. Spot on. So yeah. does someone have to ask for forgiveness to go to heaven? Um. No, no, you're right. Forgiven of just forgiven yep. of your sins, but you have to receive Jesus to go to well, to get your spot. Yeah, well, we don't have to ask for forgiveness because if we did, then that would be something we do because I ask for forgiveness. So, yeah, it's just what Jesus has done. Does someone have to get baptized to go to heaven? No, you're right. Share the gospel to go to heaven. <laughs> you're right. What about stopping sinning? Do you think they have to stop sinning to go to heaven? No, because everybody sins. Yeah, you're spot on. And so since doing these things plays zero part in you going to heaven, why do you think you want to do these things? Because mm. because that's a lifestyle that I want to live. But now, okay, see, now no. you got me because now I'm talking about what I want to do. That's, oh my gosh, that's crazy how you do that. I like with that. That's tough. That's tough. That's tough. But, that's but so no, tough. No, no, no. Oh, this, we're not talking about yeah, to go to heaven, though. We're not talking about doing these things to go to heaven. We're talking about right, right, right. doing these things because we're thankful that we're going to heaven, right? Yes. Yeah. Because there, there, there is a knowing that even though there are you are going to do bad things hopefully not too much bad things but knowing that you are going to mess up but that you can be forgiven and still receive jesus and be still be able to go to heaven yes then, then yes i it's like how would you not want that so okay yeah so it's kind of like if a fireman would save you from a burning building that you couldn't save yourself from how do you feel towards the fireman that just saved you Amazing, you know what I'm saying? Grateful, yeah, that he was there. He was there. Yeah, you so. wouldn't want to go right up to him and punch him in the face for saving you, right? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not, man. No, Absolutely not. Yeah, and so how much more thankful would you be to Jesus, who not only takes all of your hell punishment for everything you've ever said, done, or thought, and gives you his reward? Thanks wouldn't possibly be enough. Mm -mm. Genuinely, yeah. like, like there's nothing in this world, even spiritual world that I could ever do to even come close to being saying, thank you. Yeah. yeah. You just can't. It's, it's overwhelming. Um, yeah. It's very overwhelming. Yeah. Spot on. And I couldn't agree with you more. I'm baffled to think that, you know, Jesus would save me. And so because he has saved me, I want to live for him because he died for me. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Now, do you think, um, like from zero to a hundred, how sure do you think you could be that if you die right now that you go to heaven? Oh. 50. 
50. So like right, right, right in the middle, 50. Okay. 50. Yeah, most why, definitely. Why would you say 50? Um, it, like, like I said, just things that's been going on. I, I guess you know what I'm saying. It's like, I, like I know he died, so I, 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 I feel confident. And he knows that I know that, so I feel like boom, all right, I'm set for there. But it, I, I feel like something I know that I can do better is sharing the gospel. Yeah. Like I try, but it's like I know I don't share it enough mm-hmm. to 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 people. Mm-hmm. So I feel like because you know it says go out there and make disciples of your own. So I feel like that's something I could improve on. Yeah. So I feel like in terms of that, and then you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Even the Bible, we're just not reading it every single day, and it's just like, okay, just boom, boom, boom. Got to get on this. Got to get on this. Yeah. It's like, but you know what I'm saying. But it's like, and sin comes in the joint, and it's like, okay, doing this feel too good. Now nah, I can't stop. <laughs> but it's like, okay, but now I know I need to pull myself out of it. Go yeah. over here. So you know what I'm saying. It's kind of just like a yeah battle. Boom, boom, boom. It's just like okay. Would you, you know would you say saying? though? Would you say though that sharing the gospel and um, I forget what was the other thing that you mentioned. Oh, reading your Bible. Would you say that those two things play part in you going to heaven? I would like to say yes, but honestly, I don't think no. No, you're right. You'd want to yeah, do no, those no. things. You'd want to do those things again. Not to be saved, but because you're thankful that you are saved. Jesus yeah. Jesus didn't say, go and make disciples and baptize them to go to heaven. He was talking to his believers who were already saved to do those things. That's what you'd want to do as an obedience and respect for what he's done for you. And so going on to your 50%, does Jesus only offer to die for 50% of your sin? 100 100 all of it yeah and so if he offers to die for 100 percent of your sin can you be only 50 percent sure that you'd be going to heaven then nah how sure could you be then you gotta be 100 though you ain't there you go there you go there it is right there yeah now why do you want to read your bible um to be more connected okay most most definitely to, to be more led by his voice and yeah. Know what other paths he wants me to continue on. To go to heaven? So that you can go to heaven? Or um no, not no, no. No, because you're going uh-huh. to heaven. You want to know God more. Yes. Yeah. By the way, the news that I just shared with you today, that was actually the gospel. And I'm not doing it to go to heaven, but I'm doing it because I'm thankful that I'm going there. And I want you to know the way there too. It's a free gift again. Um, so yeah. Do you think before this chat, you're trusting only in Jesus? Was I trusting only in Jesus? Yeah. hundred percent. Yes, I was. Well, but, but this even grows in more though. So like this does amplify even more now. You feel what I'm saying? But if we went back a bit, you thought that praying and reading your Bible, remember? Cause I gave that, I gave that example that if you would commit crimes in society, if you'd stand before the judge and say, I've read the law book but also I'm sorry that wouldn't work in society. And that that also wouldn't work for God. And so you actually did say that praying and um, reading your Bible would help you avoid your hell punishment. But does that work? No, 
No. And so if you would have died before us even talking today, believing that those things would have helped you avoid hell and get to heaven, where would you have gone? Probably hell. Yeah. Yeah. But what's the reason yeah. you're going to go to heaven if you die today? Because I believe that Jesus died and rose again. And I, and I receive it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, that's so, awesome. Yeah. Is it our belief that's saving us? Or is it who we are believing in that's ultimately saving us? Who we are believing yeah. in. Yeah. So we don't even yeah. want to point to the fact that we believe. We just want to point directly to what Jesus did. And yeah. so if you would die today and stand before God and he said something really scary to you, like, why should I not send you to hell right now? What do you think you'd say to him? Um, I would say that I should not go to hell because I know that you sent your son to die, not only for me, but for everybody that, you know, everybody on the world and that you did raise again from the dead like you said you was that's what i would honestly tell him that's awesome because jesus died on the cross though and he gave us heaven as a free gift does that mean that we deserve heaven now mm -mm. no we'll never deserve heaven so i just want to make sure that you would remember that what if god would say to you something different like why should i let you into heaven what do you think you'd say then I would still get the same answer. Okay. That was a trick question, but you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you think you can maybe reword your answer just so that I make sure that you're pointing to what that, you Okay. <clears throat> the reason I would get into heaven because... Hmm. Let's see, let's see, let's see. This picture helps me out a whole bunch. So it's it's just a picture, but it represents the fact that we deserve hell. And so if God would say, why should I let you heaven? Why should I not send you to hell right now? What's the only reason we don't have to take our punishment? Because we believe that he died and rose again. Well, is it? Or maybe you like, because I don't want to be separated from you, maybe. Well, and I, I see you're really trying here, so I'm just going to help fill in the blank here. So if God would say, why should I let you into heaven? Why should I help you avoid hell? It's not because of I, but it's because Jesus died on the cross because of what he did. So we, we don't want to point to anything we do. Even the fact of us knowing, the only reason we can know is because Jesus did it. And so we just want to point to what he did. And so, oh, by the way, my name is Harmony. What was your name? Savion. Savion with an S or yes, S A V I O N. Yeah, hey, that's nice to meet you, Savion. Um, would you say that you have a Bible at home? Uh, I got it on my phone, but I, all my other Bibles at my other house. I'm at my grandmother's, but uh -huh. yes, I do have Bibles. What kind of Bible would you say you have? Is it like uh, uh, regular, like uh, N NIV, KJV, and okay. I think I got like KJV on this, okay? Phone, so uh, KJV's, um, it's okay, but it's not the tr best translation to go by because do you speak old English? I do not. You do not. Yeah, me either. I mean, it's fun to do, but I would prefer not to read out of that. Um, so I'm yeah. going to share with you a free Bible app that you could replace and download on your phone. It's called the English Standard Bible ESV. And um, um, you said Savion was your name? Yes, ma'am. Savion, yeah. I want to encourage you to read the book of John just so you can be refreshed on what Jesus did for you. But how important do you think it is to read the Bible? 
Uh, I think it's very important. Yeah. I mean, how important is it for you to eat each day? Very. Very. I thought you said Mary. Yeah, it's very, it's very important to eat each day. Do you think that you could survive off of a breadcrumb alone each day? Not every day, but if, 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 if it turns out like two weeks, yes. A little bread. Maybe crumb? a week. Oh, yeah. I, I'm very fond of not eating, so yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> maybe but, like, maybe a week. Yeah. But, but yes. But, but, but wouldn't not, be but surviving wise. every single day? No, no, yeah. not every single day. No, yeah, and no. it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be wise to do that. And so just yes. like we need our physical food every day, we need something to sustain us. The Bible for a believer is actually our spiritual food. And so you don't want to just read a Bible verse from time to time or a Bible verse a day, even though it's good to read your Bible. You actually want to study it because, again, that's God's word. That's how he talks to us. And so I want to encourage you to try to get into your Bible every day. Are you going to a church or anything right now? Yeah, I am. Okay. Now, if you would go up to your pastor and say, hey, pastor, what's the reason God would let someone into heaven? Do you think that they would say only because of what Jesus did? Or do you think that they would add other stuff into that? I mean, they would probably add stuff to it, yeah. but I would hope they would just say strictly Jesus. But yeah, I, I would probably say they would probably add stuff to it. Yeah. Well, I'd encourage you to ask just to make sure. But if they're teaching the wrong way to heaven, do you think you'd want to keep going to that church? No. And so, uh, Savion, I'm going to share this church uh, site with you, and you can just put in your zip code. It has a default zip code, so you'd have to change that out, put your zip code in, but it, would, uh, it should help you find a solid church in your area. Almost definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think, oh, um, do you know anybody in your family and your friends that might say that they'd go to heaven for other reasons? Probably, yeah, probably, yeah, I probably got two. Yeah, and so where, yeah, would, yeah, where would they go if they would die not trusting in Jesus only? Yeah, probably hate yeah. black people. Yeah, and so since you don't know when they're gonna die, how do you think that you can help them know about okay, what we true. spoke about today? By teaching them. Yeah, and die. so well, we're actually made of seventy percent water, so when we die, it's the end of okay. everything. We form like part of the soil. Okay, I think one moment. Um, yeah, so Savion, I don't have anything else to say, but um, that site that I shared, needgod.net, we have TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Discord, and you are actually um, a blessing and an encouragement to those who are watching today. We have about 23 people online of like-minded believers. Um, we're not here to shame people, just to encourage people. Um, but yeah, if you ever wanted to do what I'm doing, we offer up free training. I encourage you to join. And yeah, would you have any questions or anything? Ah, man. Great. I appreciate that for real. I appreciate you. Yeah. And I, I really hope that you're understand you've understood it. Seems like you have, but ultimately I'll I'll see whenever you know we stand before God and I pray that you are trusting only in him. All right. Most definitely, man. All right. Well, if you ever have any questions, feel free to reach out. All right. I will, I will. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Hey. Oh. Praise God.
That was funny because I heard someone talking and his mouth wasn't moving, but Selena was sharing her audio. Um, yeah, praise God on that. I am going to pray for that guy and we'll hit the encouragement button. Uh, yeah. Dear Father in heaven, we praise you for that chat and we do pray that Savion would have been truly understanding. It seemed like he did. Um, but yeah, we praise you for that chat. We give you all the glory and may he be a part of this community serving as well. That would be so encouraging, but just to know that he would be with us in heaven, that would be encouraging as well also. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, here's that encouragement button. filling this out later. I think it is about that time to pass the baton over to Ryan. So I'm just going to send him a message real quick. In uh, Mecca or Medina, one of those places during the time of Muhammad. So if there were Jewish people there, it would also imply there were some Christians there too. All right. So basically, um, you know how, uh, what's it good? You know how he didn't know anything about Islam, right? Uh, sorry, about Christians. Well, I think, I think, I think Muhammad knew some things about it from just things he would have saw, seen or interacted with monks. I mean, his family, his like family, that. and his close friends—they were all idol worshippers and polytheists. Yeah, yeah, but but so I know people who are idol worshippers today, and they know some stuff about Christianity, right? Yeah, but it's interesting in the Quran it mentions that he thought Christians believed in the Father, Jesus, and Mary as being part of the Trinity, mm -hmm. which. If this book was really from God, they would not make such a mistake like that. That's never been yeah, taught I, as the Trinity. I really don't understand the Trinity, you know. Like, for example, the contradictions of but, God but, but the Son is, and God the but, Father. But do you see my point, though, is that if if the Quran was really from God, he would not make mm. such a blunder like that because no Christians believe Father, Son, and Mary as being God's. Yeah. Right. Father, Son, and Mary. And and if you look at things like when it describes uh, Abraham in the Quran, it doesn't describe him doing the things that the Torah describes him doing. Right. We we see yeah. that in the Torah, it clearly describes Abraham was willing to sacrifice his son Isaac on the altar. Yeah. But in the Quran, it mentions Ishmael, which is not no document. Uh, in history ever shows that the Torah definitely doesn't say that. 
Yeah. Hold on. Uh, let me just go to the point of uh, the what's it called the what what am I even looking at? One second. Oh, Father, Son, and Mary. Uh, I'm just looking at where in the Quran it says it. Christ. Wait, uh, hold on. What times are you on Omegle? Um, usually that you're around about this this time. You go to Omegle. All oh, right. Okay. For how long? Uh, yeah. So I'll go on usually from like when I first started chatting to you. I usually have a little bit of a break, and then yeah, about in another hour's time, I'll be back on usually. To, okay. to have a chat with more well, people. It's 1 a.m. here and okay. I have to wake up 8 15. Wow. But uh, I feel like I've learned a lot about Christianity and thank Good. you for teaching me about that. So, uh, so just, I mean, just quickly then, yeah. just quickly. So, so we both agree we, we know we deserve hell for our sins, right? Mm-hmm. And we know that I think logically we've seen good deeds can't fix bad deeds, neither can saying sorry. I, mean, I still believe they can. But from a logical perspective, did it make any sense for that to happen? No, it's not that. It's just the out. It's not just the outweighing. It's about repentance of the sins, right? Yeah. Like, why can't a criminal example, do that in a court of law, though? He's really sorry for these crimes. It's, why? it's two. It's two different. It's two different scenarios, right? What's what's the one? Difference? Your lord, one's your one's a judge in like, like, non-Islamic society, right? Yeah, but hold up, but. Our concept of justice comes from God himself. And that's yeah. why if we saw a judge in a court of law say, hey, look, any criminal that sincerely says sorry to me for their crimes and does some more good things, I'll let them go free with no punishment. And so he's letting all kinds of criminals go free. You would see, you'd, you and I would both see that as an unjust judge, wouldn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And our concept of justice comes from God. And so... If it would be unjust for a human to do a human judge to do that, it would also be unjust for God if He just ignored our sins because we said sorry or because we've did some, done some more good things. Yeah. Justice has got to be satisfied. Yeah, but I also believe that, like, whatever you do with, like, say, your hands, your uh, eyes, ears, all of these, for example. If you have a bad mouth, you talk bad about people. Uh, if you, um, you know, the Bible where it says if your right hand causes you to sin, you should cut it off. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'm not, I'm not going to take that literally, and I don't think a lot of Christians do. But it's the same thing. For example, if I'm sinning with my right hand, um, obviously that's uh, all of these different like things that I'm sinning with. I feel like. Uh, one, putting a stop to it. Two, seeking forgiveness for it. Three, like, uh, I, I I feel like just putting a stop and seeking forgiveness. But if the punishment is, the most is still hellfire for sin, God must remain but, just. Otherwise, he becomes but, unjust. But what if God forgives from repentance? That's still not justice. Justice is you deserve hellfire for the sins that you've done. Someone's got to get okay, punished. Okay, but 
Okay, but this is the current societal view of justice, right? No, 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 no. This is not the current. This is what this concept of justice comes from God, not from society. Okay, so why would God have to have to punish you? Because he said he's given a law. Like if mm-hmm. if someone establishes a law, and then they go against their own law, they're now being unjust yeah. and inconsistent. Yeah. And God's not going to be like that. God's given us a law. He said this is the punishment for breaking it. He's not going to be unjust or inconsistent. He's going to act yeah. in accordance with what he said he would do in his law. Yeah. And so I think that's why we should realize I can't do anything to save myself. No amount of tears that might flow in my repentance would ever get rid of what I've done. I got to yeah. have God rescue me. And God has been so mm. kind, did the most sacrificial thing ever in dying on the cross to pay for your sins. Can, can I ask you something I don't uh, really yeah. understand about the uh, Trinity? Um, basically, for example, like how the God the Father and God the Son, it doesn't really make sense how they're both God at the same time, right? Because, for example, uh, God, let's take... I'm probably, you've probably heard this a hundred times, but you know how God's all knowing, mm. omniscient, right? And Jesus did not know when the hour was. Those are two different aspects, right? So Jesus, in regards to his human nature, did not know the time, but in regards to his divine nature, he did. Yeah. And that's why you see him at different times draw upon his divine attributes to say, hey, Peter, you're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows. Yeah. Right. So we see uh, one God. We, we we are monotheists. So we only believe in one God, but that one God exists simultaneously as three distinct persons: Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hmm. Well, can you explain the Holy Spirit more, please? I just yeah, want to learn. Spirit, I, I just want to know more. Yeah, the third person, the Godhead. He he works more behind the scenes. His role is to dwell within Christians. As soon as someone believes mm-hmm. in Jesus, the Holy Spirit lives inside of them. And his role is to make us more holy, to make us less sinful and to slowly refine us and to empower us to do acts of service and, and living for God. Yeah. Like, uh, basically for me, right, whenever I used to pray in Christianity, because like, I wasn't always a moment, like my friend kind of brought me into it, like my... Mum used to always send me to like this uh, Catholic church with Christians, mm-hmm. and we used to say grace. We used to uh, like pray f- pray on our knees before bed with our hands like uh, hands like what's it called uh, inter interlocked, right? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And I never really felt. I didn't really feel anything when I was praying, even though like th- the prayers that I said felt sincere. I never really felt anything. For example, I prayed five times today, right? And every single time, I went to the mosque two times today. And afterwards, I just felt like it feels, my heart feels something more at peace, like I'm letting go of stress. And you may feel the same with Christianity, but with Islam, that's currently how I feel. I understand. 
But feelings come and go. Like I've chatted to Hindus who claim that they've got a feeling. In fact, Mormons, they love to claim they've got a burning in the bosom, they say. <laughs> right? You remember yeah. that? <laughs> So, but we don't base things on feelings because feelings are not the test of truth. Hundred percent. And I think that's why I think what we we test things and we believe things based on objective facts, on the truth. And that's why if you look at Jesus, you see from a historical point of view, we know that he definitely died on the cross. That even the most. Skeptical atheist historians will say, yes, we know Jesus died on the cross because the evidence shows it. The problem is, the Quran comes along 600 years later after Jesus and says, oh, no, Jesus didn't really die on the cross. The problem is that it's going against a clear historical fact that we know is true. And and so that's for myself. From an intellectual, from a logical point of view, I couldn't believe Islam because it has these flaws. But that's what brought me to Christianity yeah. because Christianity doesn't have those sort of historical flaws and it's got the evidence of someone who's died and rose from the dead. And so I can place yeah. my trust in him. I mean, where, where is the evidence, though, that like Jesus actually was on the cross? Yeah, so we've got it, first of all, in the documents of Matthew, Mark, Luke and John from the first century they're written. We've also got in the documents of Tacitus. He was a Roman historian from the first century who recorded uh, the crucifixion of Jesus by Pontius Pilate. Josephus, he was a Jewish historian at the time, first century, recording Jesus. How do you know these were not altered, though? Yeah, because we still have copies of them from thousands of years ago. Uh, And scholars recognize that no they're not altered all sides of history so it's not like just like we got one side are, are of they carbon dated yeah they, they'd usually carbon date the documents and see if there's any any changes in or ink or anything covered over just to see if there's any change and there hasn't been um, but and so there's no more you got Pliny the younger he was another person from that time recording about the crucifixion of jesus so there's all these other documents describing it and that's why i'm saying all the ancient historians recognize jesus's existence and his death on the cross is something so well attested that none of them would deny that ever occurred yeah who but who were matthew uh mark matthew luke and john yeah they were they were disciples well matthew and john were disciples of jesus so they were yeah. where were there eyewitnessing these events. Mark was the cousin of Barnabas, and he got his information from Peter, who was an eyewitness of Jesus Christ. Because these don't sound like very thingy names. Do you get what I mean? Like well, at no, the time that's of the Jesus. English way of saying Petros, oh, right. okay. uh, Johannes, is and uh, Matthias and Marcus. Like they're the the ones yeah. in Greek. Uh, and Luke, Luke, he was considered. He's considered by historians as one of the best historians of all antiquity because of how thorough he was in recording down facts. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, that's that's why I think don't base it on what feeling you got when you went to the mosque. Yeah. People can feel nice when they go to a, to a pub, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, hundred percent. Wait, wait, are you wait? Are you American? I'm Australian. Oh right, okay. Uh, what's the what's the time over there? It's uh, about just after ten in the morning. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, so you just wake up and go on a mingle? Yeah, why not, man? <laughs> I like sharing I mean, the good news with uh, people, dude. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's good that you're um, spreading what you believe. And uh, I was gonna say that because um, with Australia and uh, the UK, we have a lot of sim- similarities in like vocabulary. Right. So when you said pub, I got kind of confused. <laughs> so I was like, "Wait, I thought this guy was American." Yeah, I'm like, I'm not sure if Americans yeah. use the word pub, do they? No, they probably say like uh, they probably say like bar. Like oh, I'm gonna okay, go to sure. the bar. Like yeah. uh, I can only drink when I'm 21, and I'm gonna go drink some vodka uh, in the bar. <laughs> yeah, nice American but, um, accent there, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really want to learn more about Christianity though and your view on it. Uh so yeah. I'm gonna come back here same time tomorrow and sure. maybe that I'll meet good. you. And you take care, yeah. Yeah, no worries. Cool. And also can I encourage you? So do you have a copy of the Bible? Like do you have one? Uh I I had a copy, but I don't okay. have one anymore. You can download one. I that first message I sent you, um it says ESV yeah. Bible. In the app store, that's a yeah. free free app of the Bible which you can download. I'd encourage you to definitely do yeah. that. And where you should begin would be the Book of John, which is in John. the second half of the John Bible. John one, the Word with God. Hey, you know it. Yes, exactly. So I would encourage you, man, even when you wake up tomorrow or tomorrow, read, start reading like a chapter or two, make your way through it, yeah. and I think you'll learn a lot. All right. Well, take yeah. care. My name's Ryan, Ryan. Man, what's your name? Dude? Uh, Oscar. Oscar, great meeting you, Oscar. Thanks so much for the chat. Hopefully see you again. Have a good day. See ya. Take care. That was a good chat there with Oscar. So it turns out, so he grew up Mormon, and then he, his religious teacher at his Mormon church was like, couldn't answer any questions about like, where did God come from and things like that. And uh, he said like six months ago, he became a Muslim, just six months ago. So he's very new to it. And he uh, he had questions about the Bible, so he was able to, a- able to answer, answer that. And he had the typical, like, oh, the Quran's never been changed. And so I, I sent him, you might see this message in the chat, 1050. What that is, Ian said, is that how many laws are in the New Testament? Well, that is how many laws are in the New Testament, but that's not what that number was there for. I said in the Hadith called Sahih Muslim, number 1050, it talks about two entire chapters, two entire surahs of the Quran that have been lost. And so he looked it up and he saw, ah, two, two chapters of the Quran are gone. They're missing. And I think that was really quite impactful for him because he's just told, oh, the Quran's never been changed. Actually, your own hadiths say that it has been changed. And so we got to go over the gospel with him. And yeah, he seems very open-minded. May God save him. Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, do pray for Oscar. Thank you so much for that great chat with him, Lord. We leave him in your care. Lord, we want him to be saved. May he come to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ alone to pay for his sin. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This life I live is not my own. For my Redeemer paid the price. He took it to be his alone, to be his treasure and his prize. The things of earth I leave behind.
This is the right to rule my life. Mine is the joy to live for you. Only six months ago. Yeah, hopefully we get to reconnect tomorrow. That would be really awesome. May God save him. Okay, welcome everyone. Good to have you here. We're going to get into your questions now. And g'day, Steve. We've got Miller, Kelvin, Ian. Uh, we got Creeper there. I love Blue Christian Man, Alex, Skyfox, Tavi, David, John, online. Good to have you guys. Great to have you. And a whole bunch of others. Samantha's there. And um, good to see you guys. All right. Let's get these questions started. And we're going to find out who got the throne today. And what the throne is, is who got the first question in. So let's have a look. Brody, this is the first time that you've got the throne today. Well done, Brody. His question is this. Were the ages of people in the Old Testament real or were the measurements of age different back then? Okay, because some of them live pretty old. That's true. Remember who the oldest person in the Bible was? Anyone remember who the old person in the Bible was and how old they lived to? You remember? Abraham, you remember? Oh, let's go to we'll go to Reuben. What do you think, Reuben? Uh, Methuselah or something in my Dutch accent, and he was 969. Yeah, good job. You know that by the by the moon landing it was? <laughs> I don't know. Yes, by the moon landing, which happened in 1969. And so you just take the one off. Methuselah lived 969 years. They were real ages it wasn't like they had half years or something like that that was exactly how old those people lived how come they were able to live that old because their body wasn't as corrupted and distorted as ours is today there weren't as many diseases since god had, it was very close to since when god made the earth that's why they were able to live that long and slowly the ages started going down 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 to about an average of 70 to like 120 years of age this one from alfie is it wrong that people really want to know what jesus looks like because i try to make avoid i try to avoid making images in my head because i don't want to start thinking that this subjective man in my mind is actually jesus if that makes sense i get what you're saying alfie why do people want to know exactly what jesus looks like I think so they can put a big statue of him in their house. So they can be like the Buddhists who have a big statue of Buddha sitting there. I think it's intentional that we don't know what Jesus looks like. God just allowed it that no one would ever draw a picture of him or do an artist's drawing back then so that people couldn't make statues. We worship a God who's unseen, not a God who's seen. What was the second commandment? Don't make any images of things in heaven above or on things of the earth or in things in the sea. I think it's to prevent people from doing that. And so I think that's wise to not have a picture of Jesus in your head. Oh, he looks like the classic one with long hair and blue eyes or whatever it is. 
instead just be like, I don't know what he looks like, but I know that it's him. Not because I see holes in his hands, which some people in TikTok say, you got to look for the holes in his hands. No, but because he's going to come on the clouds with all the angels with him. But yes, he will have holes in his hands, of course. This one from Bones. Why does the book of Matthew say that Jesus said to Peter that before the rooster crows, you'll deny me three times? But in the book of Mark, it says you'll deny me three times before the rooster crows twice. Is that a contradiction? No, that is not a contradiction. Because it's not saying the rooster will only crow once. And the other one says the rooster will crow twice. It doesn't say that. It just says before the rooster crows. It's not telling you how many times it's going to crow, but just before it crows. I'll give you an example. If I tell you that last night, Beck and I had a KFC Zinger burger, right? But then Beck comes on during the song of the week and says, hey, did you know that we had a KFC Zinger burger and some fries? Are we contradicting each other? No. She's just giving you a bit more info about what we ate. So that's what that's what Mark is doing there. When Mark says that the rooster will crow, crow twice, that's just a bit more information. When Ma Matthew was just saying the rooster would crow. Didn't say how many times, but just that it would crow. And Reuben, yes, we really, really did eat a burger. <laughs> KFC Zinger burger. All right. And there were fries, which is good. This one from Christ in Me. Does Philippians 3.21 really indicate that we'll have Jesus' exact glorious body or only something similar to it? Uh, I always imagine God would still have a greater body than ours. Carissa doesn't think that KFC sells burgers. Well, they do in Australia. They definitely do in Australia. Yeah. Okay, they're chicken burgers. That's what they are. Let's read the verse, though, that Christ in me is asking about. Who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. So we're going to be transformed, our lowly body, as in this physical body, to be like his glorious body. Who? Jesus' glorious body. Meaning Jesus had a glorified body, and we're going to get the same. A body that will look similar to what we currently look like, but just perfected. And the reason why we know this is because 1 Corinthians 15 also says that Jesus was the first fruits of the resurrection. So he got raised from the dead as proof that we too will be raised from the dead. Okay, uh, next one. From TNT. What do you think about the idea that the actual literal body of Jesus, actually, no, about the idea that the actual literal blood of Jesus saves us. TNT says, I think it's wrong. Yeah, it's not the blood. It's Jesus that saves us. And the fact that he died for our sins. That's what it means. When a Bible says, don't shed someone's blood, or that person shed someone's blood, meaning they killed them. And so when it says that Jesus shed his blood for us, it's talking about how he died for our sins. This one from Christ in me. How did the thief on the cross go to the actual kingdom of heaven immediately after he died? 
if Jesus hadn't gone to heaven yet, as he told his disciples, until he appeared to his disciples the first time he hadn't ascended to his father. No, 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 that's not what he's saying. So when Jesus says to his disciples, I haven't ascended to my father, that's talking about as a human ascending, which he would through the clouds up into heaven. That's not saying that his soul didn't go to heaven after he died. In fact, he said it literally to the thief on the cross. I will be with you in heaven. The ascension hasn't happened, which is an event that happens in Acts chapter 1 and Luke 24. But he still goes to be with the Father. He also visits hell because Jesus runs hell. And then he comes back on the third day to be physically raised back to life from the earth. Now, he's asked, said, wasn't Jesus in the heart of the earth? No, his body was in the heart of the earth. What does it mean, heart of the earth? That's a euphemistic way of saying, my body is buried. And his body was buried. The Bible says that in that tomb. That's what heart of the earth means. It doesn't mean a literal like center core of the earth where he visits. Heart of the earth just means your body goes into the ground. And is paradise the same thing as heaven? Yeah. Nowhere in the Bible does it ever describe any difference between paradise and heaven. Literally no difference. How could a place be paradise if God was not there, right? What is heaven? Heaven is the dwelling place of God. Where is paradise then? Paradise is the dwelling place of God. It's heaven. Nothing in the Bible indicates it as a separate place. Okay. All right, next question. This one from Brother Ray Ray. What does righteous or non-sinful division look like? Yeah. In 1 Corinthians 1, it describes that there were divisions in the church. Some were saying, look, I follow Paul, or I follow Apollos, I follow Cephas, or I follow Christ. And Paul's saying that's not good. Don't be dividing in factions like that after a particular leader. Instead, be one body in Christ. But then later on in that same book, 1 Corinthians 5, Paul says you should separate yourself from those who are living in immorality. There's someone there who's living with his his stepmother in a relationship with his stepmother. It's gross. And Paul's saying, kick them out of the church. What are you doing allowing them to continue with, with you? And so that's rightful division. That's rightful church discipline there. If the person's unrepentant in their sin and they just want to continue doing it, they're proud about it, you kick them out of your church, you treat them as an unbeliever. That's rightful division and righteous church discipline. But you don't then do the thing that he rebuked in chapter 1 of following particular leaders and making factions and therefore not loving fellow Christians in the church. All right, this one from Daisy Isabel. What do you think about the Shroud of Turin? Is it true? Now, the Shroud of Turin is like a piece of cloth that some people have discovered ages ago that looks like a face. It's like a person who had some blood on their face. This shroud seems to be put over the top of them, and now you see some of the blood some of the marks of the face on that shroud, like that piece of linen. And so from that, people say, ah, there you go, that's Jesus. Well, how would you know? How on earth would you know that that particular piece of linen 
was over Jesus' face and not over anyone else's face who happened to have blood on their face too. Do you see that? Some people say, oh, we tested the blood and it's different blood. Hold up, that goes directly against the Bible then. You've just disproven the Bible in some way, which you can't do. But Jesus had the same blood as we do. He didn't have half the amount of chromosomes. The Bible says he was made like us in every way. That means he had the same kind of blood that we've got. Made like us in every way, yet without sin. And so there's no way for them to actually verify that this shroud was put over Jesus' face. And so therefore, you don't read into it. He's like, all right, we don't need it. We've got something better than a piece of linen. We've got the objective eyewitness accounts from those who are there who describe what Jesus did and how he died and rose from the dead. Christ and me is asked, does 1 Corinthians 2.15 say that believers are not, are not going to be judged since believers are all spiritual people? Uh, that one says, let me bring it up so we can read it together. 1 Corinthians 2.15, the spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. Yeah, it's talking about not God judging us, because God can judge us, and he will. It says that later on in this chapter. Actually, no, in the 2 Corinthians 5.10, talks about God's going to judge even believers. But it's saying that he's not to be judged by others. If someone's acting in a spiritual way, acting in accordance with God's law, or acting with God's word, basically, he's spiritual, judging all things correctly, then there's no reason for someone to pass judgment upon that person. Zoe has asked, if a person acts wickedly but trusts that Jesus died for their sin, will they get a free pass to heaven? Well, that's all of us. We've all acted wickedly in the past, haven't we? We've followed the prince of the power of the air, doing horrible, sinful things. But now you've come to trust in Christ, and yes, you've got that free pass to heaven if you're trusting in Jesus. But that doesn't make you want to continue just being wicked. Yes, we still will sin. We're in a process of sanctification, becoming more holy. But you have a change of attitude towards sin. Instead of loving it, you hate it, and you're striving to resist sin. Now, you might say, but I'm still sinning in some way. Does that mean I'm saved? Well, Paul says, I keep on doing things I know I shouldn't do, and I don't do the things I know I should do. That's the Apostle Paul even saying that. So Christians will still sin and even sometimes choose to. But our attitude generally will be a hatred of sin rather than a love for it. Zoe's asked, is wearing a cape pretending to be a superhero prideful and sinful? Hmm. Not, not, net, not inherently, but it could be if by doing so you're thinking of yourself better than others or you're not showing perfect courtesy to other people in the process. This one from I Love Blue Christian Man. Why does Jesus, also why does Matthew attribute the prophecy to Jeremiah when it was prophesied by Zechariah? Uh, this is about the 30 pieces of silver. And uh, I would have to ask Matthew for why he, he did that. But sometimes what can happen is that you can classify, some of the biblical authors would classify the major prophets, say like Isaiah or Jeremiah, major meaning they wrote a lot compared to Zechariah, which wrote a lot smaller, as representative for all the prophets. All right? So 
you, they can say basically, instead of saying in the prophets, they might say like the first book of the prophets, first or second book of the prophets, as a way of representing all the prophets, rather than specifically mentioning which minor prophet it was who said that particular thing. Zach's asked this, what's the best answer I can give to someone who asks, how do we know Christianity is the one true religion when there's many religions out there? Well, there's many religions, but there's only one empty tomb. Muhammad never came back to life, neither the Buddha or Krishna, but Jesus did. Already right there, that proves Christianity is the only true one, and we've got good historical evidence of Jesus' death and resurrection. And second reason, only Jesus is willing to pay for your sins. In all the other religions, they lack someone who's going to die for you. Daisy Isabel's asked, one of my biggest sins is struggling to trust the government or other high-up groups that might secretly control aspects of the world and also brings me a lot of fear. Do you have any advice? Yeah, stop watching those videos where people say so-and-so is running the world behind the scenes. That's pure conspiracy theories. And we as Christians are not called to follow conspiracies. We're there to follow the truth, and the truth is found in God's word. Media and all kinds of those sort of videos that you might see online that are designed to inflame fear about what's going on in the world is unhelp unhelpful and unhealthy for us to watch. Jesus says, don't fear man. Don't fear man. And so therefore, don't be watching videos that are designed to make you scared. That's what conspiracy videos are usually to do, to make you scared or upset about something which you probably shouldn't be scared or upset about because you don't even know if it's true or not. So turn off those sort of videos and then instead just get into your Bible and see that the Bible says we are called to submit to governing authorities. And even if there are people doing some things behind the scenes, so what? God has allowed them to be in power and we're called to obey them at every point except in the commands they give to us that might contradict what God has to say. All right? And that's an honoring thing to God, that you're not slandering, because slander is a sin. And that's that's another big problem with conspiracy theory. You're slandering people, which you don't actually know definitively is true. And the Bible calls that a sin. It says you are to speak evil of no one. Speak evil of no one. And so don't be like, oh, I know behind the scenes my my president or my prime minister may be doing this. You're just speaking evil of someone and therefore going in direct violation of Titus chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. This one from Joshua. Are there any people who read the entire Bible and have memorized it? Well, some people say, oh, look, some people have memorized the Quran. Yeah, because the Quran is so short. The Quran is literally like one-fifth the size of the Bible. It's, uh, I think, under half the size of the New Testament. So the Quran's tiny compared to the Bible. The Bible is a much thicker book. And there are many, many, many Christians who have memorized many parts of the Bible. And But it's obviously harder to memorize the entire thing because of the sheer length of it. But there may have been some memorize the entire thing i'm not sure i haven't looked that up myself yeah but it's not too hard to memorize you might think oh wow, man that's an impossible task to memorize like a whole book of the bible it's actually not it's not that hard it just takes a little bit of time and repetition and focus on it 
you start one verse at a time. Romans one one. Right? And then you just you say it, you read it over, you cover it up, you say it again, and it won't be long. You've got Romans one one in your head. And then you go to the next verse. The next verse. Won't be long before you got an entire chapter of Romans one memorized. Do that for the next chapter. And it won't be long before you've got the entire 16 chapters of Romans all up here in your head. I found it really useful to memorize scripture. I would encourage you guys to do too. This one from John Carl. Yesterday, my Muslim friend asked me, why do I have three gods? And he was confused on how can there be a son and a father and a spirit? How should I respond? You can say, hi, friend, I don't believe in three gods. I believe in one. Christianity is a monotheistic religion. That means we believe in one God, not three gods, one God. But that one God exists as three distinct persons. Now, that's not a contradiction because we're not saying God is one in being and three in being at the same time. We're saying God is one in being but three in persons, and that is not contradictory. And you can just say that's what how God describes himself to be, and I'm going to trust that that is how God is. Samantha has asked, why don't I feel the Holy Spirit all the time? Sometimes I feel like he's not close at all to me, and it makes me feel anxious. Because the Holy Spirit is not a feeling. Just like that Muslim we just spoke to, he said, I feel this when I pray, and some Hindu says he feels something else when he prays. Feelings are not the test of truth. And that's why God doesn't promise any feelings. You're not going to ever feel the Holy Spirit because he's not a feeling or a force. He's a person who lives inside of you. And his role inside of you is to make you holy and to make you more Christ-like. So the way that you know you have the Holy Spirit is not because you feel any different, but because you believe that Jesus died for your sin. And you trust the promise in Ephesians 1, 13 and 14, that if you believe in him, in Christ, you have the Holy Spirit. Scuba Steve has asked, why does God like burnt offerings? And don't you think that's kind of weird? No, I don't think it's kind of weird because if the wages of sin is death, it makes sense that God allowed in the Old Testament animals and other things to be burnt, be offered up as a sacrifice, as a temporary appeasing of his wrath. Because if his law says, this is what happens if you break my law, and I'll be happy to be temporarily satisfied if something else dies in your place until the final sacrifice will be made, and that would be Jesus Christ. Nana's asked, could you please explain God's love toward Christians? Sometimes I have trouble knowing God loves me because of my sin. Yeah, though our sins be many, his mercy is more. Romans 5.8 says this, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Do you ever doubt God's love for you? Look to the cross. Jesus wasn't dying for good people. He was dying for unworthy people, people who should be in the pit of hell. And yet he comes down and saves you, dies on the cross, gets beaten and mocked and crucified for you. That is a clear demonstration of God's love for believers. Sky Fox has asked, hey, the closest church to me is a Catholic church. Is it okay if I go to it as a Protestant? The reason is because my Lutheran church began flying a pride flag. 
Oof, that's not good. That's not good. I would suggest there's probably another church. Not Maybe it's not the closest church to you, but there's probably another church around you somewhere that's going to be teaching the Bible better. You didn't want to go to the Lutheran one because they're supporting LGBT stuff. And that's fair enough. You don't want to be supporting LGBT stuff, so you don't want to go to church like that. But the Catholic Church is also teaching things that aren't lining up with what the Bible says. They're teaching you how to get baptized to be saved. You've got to do confession. They're thinking that you got to literally eat the body and the blood of Jesus to be saved. That goes straight against the Bible as well. So you don't go to two churches that are unhelpful. Go to one that's going to teach that we're saved by grace, through faith, not by works, and teaches then the full counsel of God. So maybe go into Google Maps, just type Baptist Church, and see what comes up. Uh, if there's none there that around you, maybe select type Evangelical Church or something like that. See what comes up. Hopefully there will be some around you. Because the whole point of church is to gather with believers who trust in Jesus alone to save. You're not going to get that in either of those two churches that you mentioned if the people are trusting in their works for salvation or if they're just believing whatever they want to believe. Silly Goose has asked, Hey, Ryan, I'm still stuck on the topic of whether we go to heaven immediately or not. Okay, because I understand you come from a Seventh-day Adventist background, so it's hard to kind of change that mindset. but Check it with the Bible, which is good. First Thessalonians 3 says that the dead in Christ will rise first. So it seems like we won't be in heaven until the rapture. And it's not referring to rising the bodies, or else it would have said the bodies will rise first. It's saying that we will rise. Now, because who's coming back with Jesus? The saints are. It literally says that in 1 Thessalonians 3. Have a read of it. Verse 13 says at the end of this, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. So Jesus is coming with all his saints. So where are the saints right now? They're coming back with Jesus. So they're not in the ground. They're coming with him from heaven. And so what does it mean? When it, whenever the Bible speaks about being raised, it's always talking about your body. It's never talking about your soul. And that's why that answers that the dead in Christ will raise. It's talking about your body but your souls are being with the Lord. In fact, I showed you the verse yesterday. I'm not sure if you remember it. The martyrs who had been killed for their faith in Jesus. Right? Revelation 6, 9. Those who had been slain for the word of God. The souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the witness they had borne. And they cried out with a loud voice. Notice they're not, they're not asleep. They're crying out to God. Lord, how long until you avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? It shows that when you die, you do not fall asleep, which is what Seventh-day Adventist doctrine teaches, which is not found anywhere in the Bible. You go to be with the Lord, which is why Paul himself says, Philippians 1.23, I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. So what happens when you depart from this earth and you die? You go to be with Christ. For, for Paul said in verse 21, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Okay, next question. This is from Lusola. 
What is the prayer saying, I cover myself with the blood of Jesus? Is that a right thing to pray that way? Sounds a bit weird. And cover yourself with the blood of Jesus? Yeah, I probably wouldn't pray that. I'm not sure what prayer you're referring to anyway. We are covered in or clothed in the righteousness of Christ. And it is because Jesus shed his blood for us, he died for our sins, that we are forgiven. But it just seems a bit weird to say, I cover myself with the blood of Jesus. This one from Unfazed. Why does the Bible say that on a hundred or that one hundred and forty-four thousand people will make it into heaven? That's mentioned in Revelation 7 and Revelation 14, the only two mentions of that number. But that is simply a symbolic number representing the full amount of people who will be in heaven. It's not saying that that is the only amount of people going to heaven, because it says in Revelation 7 that I saw a great multitude that nobody could number. Nobody could number, meaning not 144,000 who are in the presence of God and before the Lamb, worshipping him forever. So that is heaven. Bart has asked this. You you cannot speak for everyone to say that every person has ever been exposed to Jesus Christ. So what if someone's never heard of him? What's their fate? They go to hell. If they never hear of Jesus, they go to hell. Why, you might say? Because they do know there's a God. Because everyone can look at the universe and know there's a creator. And they have a conscience that God's given everyone. And that is enough for them to be held responsible for any sin they might do in life. You might say, but that's unfair. No, it's not. Fairness is we all go to hell. Jesus dying for us is kindness. But God doesn't have to show kindness to anyone. Much less everyone. And so in God's kindness, he has allowed some people to hear of Jesus. And because we want others to hear about him, that's what motivates us to do these streams so people can hear, believe, and be saved. Uh, TNT's asked, do you think Christians should stop writing books on topics that have been written about already and get into the fight of evangelism? <laughs> I think it's okay for Christians write books. Um, but yeah, writing books about things that are important is probably much more important than things that we can't really even know about if scripture doesn't mention it or it's something that's not of great importance. But evangelism should be a focus in our life because that is the great commission after all, isn't it? Okay. And should we just do maybe one, maybe just like last two or so questions. Nana's asked, what does 2 Corinthians 5.10 mean? It says, we all must appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he's done in the body, whether good or evil. So everyone's going to appear before God and be judged. Even Christians will. Now, our sins have been charged. They won't be charged against us because they've already been paid for by Jesus, but they'll still come out into the light on judgment day so we can realize how sinful we were. And that makes us appreciate God's mercy more. But then we also get judged on our good deeds, not for entry into heaven, but for what rewards God wants to assign us in heaven. And there was a follow-up question from I Love Blue Christian Man. What does Hebrews 11, 39 to 40 mean? Does that mean that these people are not given heaven or are they there? Hebrews 11 
says, And all these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us they should not be made perfect. So this is in chapter 11, where it's given a whole, the hall of faith, basically we call it, where he's described all these amazing acts of faith, where they're like, they did, did something in hopes or in faith of what would be to come. And they haven't received what they were, in their lifetime, they didn't receive what they hoped for, right? They didn't receive what they had hoped for, because ultimately our faith is in is it like for example i think it describes moses moses chose to be suffering reproach with the people of israel rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin for a season and it describes how he was looking for a homeland to come a homeland right we are not on that new earth until after judgment day but we still go to be with the Lord when we die. So there's going to be a change in the location, you might say, of heaven from before Judgment Day to after Judgment Day. After Judgment Day, it becomes that brand new earth that God's made. Before Judgment Day, it's where God is right now, where Jesus is, sitting at the right hand of the Father. And if Paul says, I go to be with Christ, you're going to be with him. Um, or Lazarus and the rich man, Luke 16, such a beautiful story where the rich man goes to hell. Lazarus went to heaven and he's feasting there with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in heaven. And the rich man's in hell and yet the rich man says, can you send someone back to my brothers who are still living? So they haven't died yet. So the earth is still going on. So that shows that when you die, you go either straight away to hell like that rich man did or you go straight away to be with the Lord. Okay, good questions, everyone. Let's get some Bible trivia started. All right, look at these smiling faces there, ready for some Bible trivia. Okay, here we go. How many tablets were the Ten Commandments written on? Abraham. Two. Correct. Nice work. Okay. Who was it that hid the spies who were searching out in the city of Jericho? Who was it that hid those spies? Ooh, okay. How many knows? Rahab. Yes, Rahab, the prostitute. And she was commended for that. Nice work. Abraham, got this one for you. Ready? From what did God make man? Did you ask this yesterday? No, I asked it last week and you got it wrong. Oh. So I'm going to ask it again. Um, some bone. No. <laughs> <laughs> Dust. Yes. There we go. A repetition's key, hey? <laughs> okay, what was the name of John the Baptist's mother? Reuben. 
Elisabeth, right? Correct. Good job. Good job. Which book of the Bible records many of the songs that David wrote? Zyla. We missed what you said. Do you want to say it again? Psalms. Yes, correct. Good job, man. Book of Psalms. Next one. What was the name of David's father? Carissa, do you know? Jesse? Yes, you would be correct. Good job. What sin is Cain remembered for? Beck. Murder. Correct. Murder of who, though, Beck? His brother. Yeah, you would be correct. Okay, next one. The Lord is my shepherd is the opening line for which psalm? Reuben. Uh, 23. You would be correct. Nice work. Who was it that the, the angels announced to that a saviour had been born in the city of David, Bethlehem? Zyla. No? I misunderstood the question. Okay, that's all right. How many? The shepherds who are watching their flocks by night. Yeah, is there a song? It sounds like you're about to sing a song. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, nice. Good job. They celebrated the first Christmas. Notice that? They celebrated the first Christmas, the birth of Jesus. If it was wrong, wasn't wrong for them to celebrate Jesus' birth, why would it be wrong for us to celebrate Jesus' birth? Okay, next question. What relationship was Ruth to Naomi? Abraham. Um, Mother-in-law. Sorry, it's a little, I think it's the other way around. So Ruth was the daughter-in-law of Naomi. Yeah, that's right. Good job. And what happened to Jonah as he boarded the ship to go to Tarshish? What happened to Jonah? Go to Reuben. Yeah, he's, so he was. How do you, how do you say it? Sh swallowed by a uh, by a fish, or how do you say it? And he do yep. dove into the water. Yeah, and why did he dive into the water, Reuben? Uh, because the ship was gonna was gonna how do you say that was gonna sink, right? So yeah, he offered his, himself. For, for the people on the ship. Yeah, so there was a big storm, waves tossing everything, and they cast lots, the lot fell to Jonah, and so he's like, yep, I'm, I've sinned, 
He's been trying to run away from God, and so he's thrown overboard. He thought he was going to die, and he prayed that prayer in Jonah 2, but then God rescued him by getting swallowed by a fish. Many people think that the swallowing of the fish was was the judgment. No, being swallowed by the fish was the salvation. In the water was him perishing. The fish was the salvation. Okay. Good, good job. Let's do a couple bonus questions. Okay, let's go to Harmony. All right. So who helped hide angels whenever Sodom and Gomorrah was about to be uh, demolished by God's justice, his wrath, consumed by God's justice and wrath? Anybody? Can you say it again? Yeah. So who hid angels when, like right before Sodom and Gomorrah was going to be consumed by God's wrath? Right? That would be Lot. Yeah. Nice work. Thanks for how many. Let's go to Paul. What's your question, man? Man, question without notice. All right. Um, where was Boaz from? Mm, crickets, I hear crickets. Any ideas, anybody? Oh, you can read it in Ruth. Yeah, are you asking yeah. like where it's mentioned or you... No, no, where, where, where he from. lived. Where yeah, did he live? Where, where did he come he, from? He lived in Bethlehem. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> and you can yeah. read that in Ruth. Yeah. Awesome. And let's ask Beck, can you give us a question? All right. Um, what does the name Eve mean? Ooh, how many? It looks like she's. Yep. Uh, mother of all living. Yeah. Nice. Good job, you guys. Let's get into the song of the week. Okay. Let's get some songs cranking. Okay. Now, Beck, can you do for us Ephesians 1, 13 and 14 leading into Galatians 2, 20? Okay, that sounds good. We're going to get Harmony to do John 3.16 leading into Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. All right. We're going to get Carissa to do uh, the five solas leading into 1 John 4.10. Yeah, you can do it, Carissa. You'll be fine. <laughs> and I think we've just got the Psalm 16.11 one. And we'll give that to Glenn. Could you do Psalm 1611 for us? All right. Let's do this. So go for it. So did you say Ephesians 1 leading into Galatians 2? Okay. Thank you, Harmony. <laughs> all right. All right. Hopefully this will work. All right. All right. Um, in him you also. Is this the right one? Yes. Okay. 
<laughs> in him you also when you had the word of truth the gospel of your salvation and believed in him was sealed with the promised holy spirit who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory ephesians 1 verses 1 verses 13 and 14 i have been crucified with christ is no longer i who live by christ who lives in me and the life i now live in the flesh i live by faith in the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me galatians 2 20 Oh man, I got the wrong one. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. John 3, 16 is not your own doing it is a gift to god not a result of works so that no one may boast ephesians 2 8 and 9 we are saved by grace alone through faith alone in christ alone all for the glory of god alone found in the scriptures alone of joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore psalm 16 well done everyone good job with those songs that was really good do we guys singing along with them hopefully you were getting the tunes back into your head and also the words too now this brings us to this week's song and I'm going to get back to showcase that for us. Okay. I'm going to put the words up as well. That might be helpful. Oh, okay. Hold on. Yeah, she's going to get the words up so that you guys can look at the words on the screen as she sings it to get the words and the tune into your head. This is a good one that will help you 
to know what to do to not be anxious and what when you are anxious what you should be doing to make that i can't put the words up it won't open obs for me i don't know why okay that's right well, like, you can just play it and then i, I can put it on my screen when i okay. play it's being weird okay all right philippians if you do have your bible just get it out and go to philippians 4 verses 6 and 7. Um, how's this going? Do, yeah. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guide your hearts and your Philippians 4 verses 6, 6 and 7. There we go. It is a little bit difficult with these nails, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Sounding good, Beck. Sounding good. So that might be new for some of you if you missed yesterday's segment. Um, but it is a new song, the song of this week. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. I'll put the words on the screen so that visually can help as well as audibly listening to it. Here we go. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. It's a bit longer than last week's song, but it won't be long before it is in your head. Here we go. And the chords, if you guys wanting to, I think Beck's posting the chords into the segment. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. Okay. How'd you go? Let's go over to Harmony next and then to Carissa. Okay, sounds good. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guide your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4 verses 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. Hey, Carissa, did you pull out some drumsticks there? 
Hey, there we go. <laughs> oh, very cool. Very cool indeed. Okay. How are you guys thinking you're getting it? The rest of you guys pretty confident? Paul, do you, you want to give it a try? Uh, I'll give it a go. Um, do not be anxious about anything. great man abraham do you want to try it okay um You've been practicing on that. Great. Ruben, do you want to try it for us, man? Yeah. All right. So do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by praying supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of uh, I missed it. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, <laughs> will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Philip, Philip Philippians four, verse six and seven. Uh, nice yeah. work, man. Sounds Can be good, better. Yeah. <laughs> Glenn. Oh, man, this is going to help people to not be able to memorize it, but here we go. <laughs> <clears throat> Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Sorry, I agree with Reuben. You're doing so well in the first verse, but the second verse is it's hard. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Nice work. Good job there. Uh, it's epic. You guys are learning this song and getting God's word into your hearts and into your minds. Now, it talks about in that verse that God gives us a peace that surpasses all understanding. Is this talking about a feeling or what's it talking about? Abraham. I was actually talking about this to my brother-in-law like maybe like two weeks ago. And um, it's more like, like a burden that's lifted off when you're, I guess, bringing requests to God. 
like it's going it's like it's with God's like his hand um and you know praying to him yeah now some people will say but I prayed about this but I'm still anxious about it what's gone wrong it says that I should have a peace that surpasses all understanding what's gone wrong Beck. Um, kind of sounds like they haven't really fully given it to God. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, yeah, I think when it says it's not just like um, you just pray about it and and then uh, expect it to, like, be dealt with straight away or whatever because then you will just be anxious about it because you're like, well, what's happening is not, it's not being fixed straight away or whatever. Um I guess it's it's talking about how like we should yeah make our requests known to God, giving thanks that He you know can work in our lives in whatever ways He wants with whatever situation is going on, and so when we're actually just thankful for what you know for whatever God will bring in that, like what Abraham sort of said, it's that it's that actually giving it over to God that that burden off. She's saying, I'm not trying to be in control of this anymore. I'm going to let God basically, in a sense, yeah, play it out. Um, so God's not a genie where if we ask something, bam, it happens straight away, right? Yeah. Instead, when we bring it to him, we can say, what's well, in his hands now? I've brought it to him. I don't need to worry about it then. It's in God's hands. And that can then give you that peace, even if everything's burning down around you. You have that peace that surpasses all understanding, meaning everyone's like, how come you're so stress-free? Because I've committed all my anxieties to the Lord. Paul? Yeah, mate, um, I totally agree. God is not a genie in a bottle, which is what a lot of people seem to think that he is. And, oh, God's not real because he didn't answer my prayers. But we also have to understand that um, God will do things in his timing, not our timing. And if it's in his will then he will do it. But it's not might be straight away. It might be in 10 years. But when it does get answered and your prayer is answered, then it's going to be tenfold to what you ever expected it to be. But for me personally, if I, you know, God says to us, give me your burdens and take rest in me. So when I pray to him, and if it's something that I was worried about, well, then I give it all to him. And then it's like I put my head in the sand like an ostrich because I know it's in God's hand. Now, if it's going to get sorted out, it's going to get sorted out. If it doesn't, well, then I just have to understand and accept that maybe it's not in God's will for that to have occurred or have my prayer answered. There's a reason why. If it means I've got to learn and get through something that I'm going through, then there's a reason for that. So there's a reason for everything. But don't think God can't hear your prayers because he can. I like that. Put your head in the sand like an ostrich. That's great, man. That's, that's what we should do as well. Put our head in the Bible. And whatever's going on in the world, we don't care less. We're like, yeah, God's got that sorted out. We're just concerned about the things of the Lord. I like that. Carissa. I have a question. Is that okay? All right. How do you fully, like, completely give everything to the Lord? Because I think that's something I'm going to write myself out. I struggle with. Because I'm a very anxious person, and obviously I'm very prayerful about it. But I think the the problem I have is like, or not the problem, but um, the hard thing is like knowing how to fully give it to God and just not going back to it. Because I feel like I'm always thinking about it. 
Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything. Yeah. It's, it's, I think, a matter of realizing when you, let's say you have a task that needs to be done and you delegate that task to somebody else to do the task. Delegate, you know, like you give that responsibility to someone else to do. Do you like just look over their shoulder all the time? Oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? Are you doing it right? Like, you don't do that, do you? Because then you may as well have done it yourself. Right? <laughs> and so in the same way, so you let them do it. And you just say, I can get on with other stuff because someone else is doing that thing. And we say, God, I can't handle this. You're in control of the universe. I'm not. So I'm going to ask you, can you sort the situation out? And then you leave it in God's hand. You say, look, I've delegated it to him. I'm going to get on with other things in life and that helps you then to not have to think about whatever you you were anxious about how many i don't want to move on from her question if you're still going to answer it but um it really reminds me of paul i mean i'm sure this is the same chapter where he said he's in all things learned to be content and so he's learned to like be without and he's learned to like have have much and stuff like that um, but then you think of the words that Jesus has said himself that do not be anxious for tomorrow because tomorrow can worry about itself and um, don't be worried about what you're going to wear um, that God even closed the flower. He closed the flowers of the field uh, more than Solomon. Um, and so we can really just move forward each day knowing that God is sovereign. And yeah, we're going to have like concerns and stuff like, oh, man, you know, what if this happens? What if this doesn't happen? But we can just be content knowing that in each and everything, God is sovereign over it all. And we have nothing to worry about because he knows what's best for us. God knows. And it's it's all in God's will whether we'll even be alive tomorrow. If we're not alive tomorrow, it's even better for us. We're in heaven. So that helps us to realize it doesn't matter ultimately how much money is in my bank account or what career path I have or this or that. They're all temporary. I came to this world with nothing and I leave this world with nothing. So why would I need to be anxious about anything in the middle? I come in with nothing. I leave with nothing. I'm just going to seek to put God first, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness every day. Sila. Oh, I just had a question, right? Um, I know it's going to make me sound like I know nothing about the Bible, but um, are guardian angels biblical? And what is the difference between Amen and Amin? <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, you're trying to get the throne, are you? Beat Abraham again. And <laughs> getting in before tomorrow's next question time. Um, just, just very quickly, because yeah, we'll focus on this subject. Uh, but just amen, I mean, that's just different ways of pronouncing the same thing. Um, and in terms of guardian angels, it doesn't mention guardian angels. It just mentions angels that are sent to serve us. We don't know if there's some that are assigned to each particular person. That's sort of information we're not exactly told. But, oh, so. Yeah, we'll try focus on we'll try focus on this on what we're talking about here though. Um, and so let's go to Glenn. 
Yeah, I was listening to this conversation. I'm like, I don't really have anything to input. But what I realized is I was just listening to you all discussing about anxiousness. I realized, oh, wow, it's just helpful resting and listening and hearing it over and over and over. And so it made me think of two things. You know, we just need to meditate. And I guess that's why we're learning this verse and trying to memorize it so that it's just going to be running through our minds. And then the other thing I thought of is, you know, being involved with a good local church where you're regularly in touch with other believers and you're in the church service and you're listening to the teaching, you know, all these things are just, you know, just soaking in, in these truths and, and the, the truth that God's in control and the truth that we don't need to be anxious. So yeah, I just wanted to add that non add Sorry, add that thing that wasn't really anything. <laughs> no, that's helpful. Love it. Love your wisdom there, Glenn. Thanks for that. Beck. Um, I guess sort of connected to it, like with Chris's um question. Cause like I, I like yeah, I struggle with that too. Like how how what what hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the way I'm trying to uh, ask the question. So people who deal with like anxiety in, in maybe particular situations and it's sort of like a sense of your body just kind of takes over. So your mind is like, <laughs> no, see, Carissa agreeing. Um, it's like in my mind, I've prayed about it. I have full confidence in God. Like I am certain in the situation what God you know, that he's in control and everything like that. Right. But it's still like my body will just not line up with that truth. <laughs> and so like, it's actually more of, it's a physical reaction. You get sick, like, or nauseous, you get shaky, whatever, like those kind of things. How do you like, yeah. Like line those things up. Like, is that just the thing of like, well, no, it's, it's settled in your mind. So that's good. And you can have that peace in your mind. And your body's just obviously doing something to, like because it's it's we're still in this uh broken body i guess in that sense and so it will do things that it shouldn't do i don't know you know what i mean do you, how do you i don't know you know what i mean that's a good yeah good question there may just be some strategies you can think through so one strategy i can think of is being careful what inputs you have people easily get anxiety when they've watched videos online, movies, and seeing bad things happen in these scenarios. And when then that they're outside and they're in that similar scenario, they're like, oh, this bad thing might happen because I watched something, a movie about it or a TikTok a video about it. And then it's made you have anxiety, right? You agreeing, Vic? Yes, yeah. I totally agree. Like I, yes, I put myself in, I don't help myself in that situation, in those kind of ways. I, I totally agree. But there are, I definitely um, do try and avoid certain seeing certain things so that I don't, because I know that would just feed my like anxiety or whatever. But I, but I find like, I, I don't know, I didn't feel like it came off something I necessarily watched. Maybe it was consciously, I don't know. But something that just kind of like developed and now it's like I'm just dealing with this broken body that 
reacts in this kind of what you call anxious or panicky sense and like I yeah it's sort of like do you how do I ask this it's sort of like is that showing that well okay then you haven't actually given it over to God fully because that's still happening or could you still say well obviously you can have peace of mind about it in your mind and you'll probably continually be struggling with it and having to like pray about it constantly which I feel like God is definitely making me do in those kind of situations but you just still got this because God is giving almost I feel like it's a trial you know what I mean I don't know yeah you could say it is a trial so I think the strategies are helpful if you're someone who's here who's even a young person who's like oh I can watch those scary movies that's okay events said in the chat shark movies <laughs> right don't watch them don't watch things that are going to fill your mind with things that can make you scared and will put that memory it does those movies those videos put memories in your mind and that then comes up when you're in a similar scenario and that causes anxiety so don't be watching those movies be careful little eyes what you see be careful little ears what you hear All right be like paul said he just said that be like an ostrich who puts his head in the sand he doesn't need to keep up to date with the latest movies right because he's got one focus and that is on things that really matter and then this verse committing to god and he gives you a supernatural peace it surpasses all understanding so i guess just one more question with that then um so then people who seek out like maybe i think you mentioned like oh people can try and obviously find ways to help whatever's going on in their reaction um so yeah it's would you say it's okay then to find means to have to be more calm like and that's yeah like whatever that might be whether that's obviously not going bad like you don't want to obviously sin doing something simple um like yeah bad suggestions but I don't know. I don't know what helps calm people and things like that, but yeah, like, yeah. You're correct. I think that's helpful that there can be strategies taking times out. Just say, hey, look, I'm going to take a break, take five minutes just to calm anxiety, pray, and read some scripture. Go read through some Psalms. Go read through some parts of the Bible that will help calm that anxiety. And then leave it in God's hand and get on with your day. Jesus says, by being anxious, do you add a single hour to your life? Not at all. And so get things out of your mind. Sometimes we feel anxious because our mind is overwhelmed with a lot of thoughts. Sometimes writing them out. Write down your thoughts. Write down, these are the 15 tasks I know I had to do today. But now you've written them down. You don't even need to think about what 15 you got to do. They're already written down. You just do one at a time. Complete them, complete that, complete that. And you find having a peace. It's good thoughts. And we'll keep on chatting it throughout this week. Let's get Beck to play the song once more. And then we'll get Glenn to pray for us after that. Cool.
Hopefully I'll get the um, OBS working tomorrow and I could put the um, words up on the screen or whatever, but yes, make sure you have it in front of you at least. All right. <clears throat> Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4 verses 6 and 7. Awesome, let's pray. Thanks for that, Beck. Father, thank you for this opportunity. We've had to discuss a, a very real and a real issue of about anxiety and, and stress and, and depression, Lord. And um, yeah, just pray that you would help us just to take on board some of these things that we've discussed today. And um, yeah, just, just to be resting in your peace, <laughs> even if we don't feel it, Lord. We need your help. We're so weak. Um, and Lord, I just ask that you would bless the rest of these gospel conversations that we're going to have um, over the rest of this day. We love you so much. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks, Beck. And if you guys agree with Glenn's prayer, please do say amen in the chat. All right. Let's get into some gospel conversations. I'm keen. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Abraham has managed to unmute himself there. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Let's go onto the virtual streets of Amigle and look at that. That's a pretty nice picture. There's no butterflies there, Harmony. <laughs> there may be in these trees somewhere. And But, yeah, some sort of castle there. Uh, Lord, may you save this next person. May they be open-hearted to hear your amazing... What? Hey, I was going to ask you, we, we both like the Bible, it says. Yeah. Pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm Jewish. Yeah. Oh, you're Jewish, are you? Uh-huh. Oh, interesting. So you you believe in God then? So I believe in God, yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah, me too. Do you believe in heaven and hell as well? I think. I think so, yeah, I think... You think so? Yeah, like there's an afterlife. Uh -huh. God sends people to a place of punishment yeah. or to a paradise, right? Uh-huh. Which one do you think you'll go to? <laughs> oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right. Well, what do you think? Do you think you've been a good person? Do I think I'm being a good person? Like, have you um, been a oh, good man. person? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so, uh, hopefully. Hope, well, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Okay, so like, let me ask you: Have you ever like told a lie before? Uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I have told lies as well. Have you ever used bad language? Oh my god! Are you? Is this like um? Just asking, kind of, because these are like, what, the reason why I'm asking this, because this is part of God's law. Like, even under the the Torah, it mentions uh -huh. like we shouldn't lie to people. We, you know, we shouldn't be yeah disrespecting people and stuff like that. So. Uh huh. The point is, it's a lifelong struggle. Yeah. So we've broken God's law, though. Then haven't we? 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. You're you're gonna so so Jesus said so. Are you Christian? I'm a Christian myself. Yeah. We both like the Bible. Okay. Um. So yeah. So people. Yeah. So. So before we go to that though, before we talk about Jesus and stuff, so God even says that we shouldn't like hate anybody or be angry. Have you ever done that? Mm, so like we believe that like every person's relationship with God is like personal. So Honestly. have I ever done that? Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, okay. So if God was to judge you then based on all those things, do you think that you would be innocent uh -huh. or guilty? So well, you know, like we have Yom Kippur every year, yo. So like we yep. have the month of Elul coming up, which is like we, you know, do tshuva. We okay. Well, they can probably hear me. We can, we you know, repent, and then there's the day of Yom Kippur. So hopefully, after Yom Kippur, we're you know cleansed and everything. So yeah. it's like it's not that I've never done anything wrong, but we believe that people can repent, and we believe every person is free will, and every person. Uh, what was I gonna say? Every person um, has their own journey, and yeah, every person like does some right things and some wrong things. That's that's a like that's what your life's work is. So mm, basically, mm. so that's what we believe. I understand, I understand, and and there is a way to get atonement. There is a way to be forgiven. That's true, but what I'm saying uh -huh. is that if we've broken God's law, we wouldn't deserve a reward for breaking His law, would we? No, no. So not necessarily because like God re like rewards every good deed and punishes every bad deed. So even if you did like three bad things and ten good things, doesn't mean that you're not going to get a reward. But it also depends well, it where means you, you still were get at a punishment for those because, ten bad things, right? Okay, but not necessarily because some people like that we there's stories of like let's say someone goes up to heaven and God says like what'd you learn and they say one track day and they're like woohoo yay okay you get into heaven and another person goes up to heaven and they he says oh i learned the whole talmud like 15 times and they're like oh that's pathetic like because every person has their potential and what they can accomplish so some people they learn the whole talmud 15 times and that's only like a drop in the bucket for them and one person learned one tractate but he struggled his whole life with that and so they you know accept that so it you can never really judge another person unless you're God. So, like, right. there's no and, way and you can thankfully, though, know God's God calculation. Is, thankfully, God has given us his law. All right, we can see that in the, yeah, in the Tanakh what law. God's law is. And so since we've yeah. seen his law, we've broken his law because we've lied, we've done all those other things that are bad. Yeah, so if, what? If someone breaks God's law, they would deserve God's punishment, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And does that punishment okay. sound like heaven or hell? Like I said, you're you're trying to like back me into a corner, but we can no, never I'm not know. Some I'm not people trying to back you in a corner. It's just a good discussion. Okay, some people may get their punishment. I don't know the exact source for this either, uh, off the top of my head. But some people sure. can get their punishment in this world. You know, if they suffer atonement in this world, and when they go up to the next world, they're all cleansed. So it's not necessarily you break the law, you're going to hell. It's not how it works. Yeah, because it maybe it does, they did it, it, they did repent. But maybe they did they repent did. in their lifetime. Maybe. Sometimes we say like death mita could be machaper. Death death can atone for for sins sometimes. So it's like if a person dies, they're going, You do you broke the law, you go to hell. It's not like that. Yeah, because we it does believe describe, and also it does describe in the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter twelve, that there will be a time when <laughs> okay, everyone yes. will rise. Like some to everlasting life, some to everlasting shame and contempt. And so it's clearly yeah. based on 
how they've lived. If they've ever sinned, they deserve the everlasting shame and contempt. If they okay, but you didn't hear what I said. Sometimes death itself can atone for people's sins, and then they're you know cleansed, and they can go to heaven. Like, but, but this is not. We don't believe really... in hell where it's like bad. We believe that Gehenna is like a place where like they get cleansed, and then they can go to heaven. So like I've heard something about every person going to Gehenna, but again, people you know make up a lot of stuff. So I don't know what it's so like. I guess up we there, should but... check it with the Bible, right, to see what it has to say. Yeah, but the, the Bible talks about Yom Kippur, where every yeah, year. Yeah, so I agree. There's a way to get a time, and it talks and I think about that's... how God is merciful. And God I think that's merciful. that's the point, though. Until you read, if you read through the through the Torah, you'll see that there are an, these animal sacrifices that need to be done, where an animal covers the sins or takes the sins of the people. Would you agree? And there are incense sacrifices. Yeah, and there there's all these different ones. Yeah. And so notice how then the idea of a substitute, someone, so Jesus didn't or, die for a sin. Someone yep. or something taking our place is all throughout it. You see Abraham. It's not offering... taking our place because it's it's not necessarily taking our place. It symbolizes like the work that the person is doing themselves. So it's not like the animal is 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 the atonement. It's it's the well, if you look person's at Yom, relationship with God. So the person is strengthening their... So if you look at Yom Kippur, yeah. what it is, it says that the sins of the people, this is number 16, the sins of the people are being transferred over to the animal. So it's the no. animal bearing it. No, it doesn't say that. Yeah, you can read it in, in Numbers chapter 16 if you want to. But uh, we can look it up. But I'll look that up in a second. Yeah, I have the I have the, Actually, I have not, now I have one with Rashi. So Yeah, because the even like if you look at the Passover celebration as well, that God allowed the lamb to die in the place of the firstborn sons in the household if they nope. put the blood on the doorpost. Nope. Yeah, the nope. lamb died in the so, place of the firstborn son. Right? So that says that so you should let the field to Dakama which is that prayer, repentance, and charity take away the evil of the decree so but someone can pray that, where does it say that in the bible it says that it's a good question it says that it's it's definitely in the yom kippur prayers but okay i'll look it's, it up yeah, if you, want not, the you won't find it. that anywhere in the bible not true it's not well, true maybe it's in the oral torah but let me look it up yeah you're not going to find anywhere in the um, tanakh not true um okay it's not in the tanakh but where source Newsletter Nixavim Vayela. Talmud Yerushalmi. So the Jerusalem Talmud. Um, yeah, so not in the scriptures. Uh, okay, yeah. It see that I placed for you today the path of life and good and the death and bad. I command you. To, so, yeah, it says in Devarim, like, like, see, I placed before you death and life and you should choose life. It yeah. says that. Yeah, so it doesn't mention so, doing charity and doing. So good you're really hung up like on that. the sins thing, but like he, everybody sins. People sin. Even Moses sinned. You know. I agree. Yeah, Moses sinned. So, David sinned. Abraham sinned. That's true. But that doesn't. Excuse the source is a Talmud or Shalmi, a Hoxie. The, the repentance, prayer, and charity shall know the harshness of the decree. The source is the Talmud or Shalmi. I, I don't know what saying, page, but but, but you, that's just people's so, tradition. That if you don't just follow tradition, no, we want to follow tradition, the word of God. Jewish, but, but for Jewish people, that is that is the word of God because God said, "Listen to the rabbis." So, and and if you look at some rabbis, 
all the rabbis say different things. Some rabbis say one thing, some rabbis say other. So which rabbis do you yes. pick? But these and these are the words of, of the living God, which means that even if they disagree, the purpose is to get to the truth. And so like all of them are, even though the commentaries say different things, they're all true, which is doesn't hard to understand. But which means like these and these it, it, it are the words of the living God. And so, so, so I think then you owe it to yourself to go and check what the scripture actually has to say. And you'll see so a number of different things. Scripture You'll have another. You'll see another thing. Leviticus sixteen, uh, twenty-one talks about with with the, the day. Okay, of let Simon. me look that up. Leviticus is Vayikra, right? Sixteen is. That's I. That's I. So Vayikra, Okay, which verse? So Leviticus sixteen twenty. I put it in the chat if you want to read it. <clears throat> Leviticus sixteen twenty. Twenty-one. Okay. Leviticus 16, 16, 20. And I have the English translation here, so you're not going to... When he is finished atoning for the sanctuary, the tents of meeting, and the altar, he shall bring the living he goat. So it's talking about Corbanos. So, so Verse 21. Read verse 21. Yeah. So, so what about that? 21. 21. Read it. It's in the chat. Oh. If you want to read it. You guys always talk about that's one of the other things I have to look up. It's interesting. No, no, sorry, not you guys. Some, some people Can interpret. You see? It. I put the text in the chat if you want to read it. Yeah, I am also reading it right here in in Hebrew and in our scroll. So yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's how one of the. What's well, one of the ways that Kribble, so, okay, so Aaron, so that's so Aaron holding the individual who brings an offering must lean up communal offerings do not require leaning. Yeah, so smicha, yeah. He right, leaning so upon Aaron the... confesses over it all the iniquities of the people of Israel and their transgressions, all their yeah, sins. Yeah, so what? And he shall put them, uh -huh. as in the sins, on the head of the goat and send it away into the wilderness by the hand of a man who's in readiness. Wait, 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 wait. And confess over it all the and, and all their rebellious. All their transgressions, all their sins. And, and place and, them upon the head of the he-goat and send it away. Yeah, so there's the Azazel. There's the goat where they send, they push yeah. off a mountain. They push a goat off notice, a mountain. Notice this. So yeah. the sins of the people are put onto the goat and sent away into the wilderness. <laughs> nope, it's not that the sins are put onto the goat because that's not how Carbonos work. Um so the See Rashi, I'm reading Rashi. He's saying something about, oh no, 21. Oh no, Ishi. Hmm. There's no I'd, Rashi. I'd say on just, it. just best to believe what it has to say. And okay, let me read you what the Art Scroll Hamish says. The he that, the commandment to send the scapegoat to Azazel is described by the sages as a hoax. A decree that is beyond human intelligence. Indeed, the concept of an animal carrying away all the sins of a nation does seem incomprehensible. Nevertheless, the later commentators have attempted to offer rationales. Okay. The ritual of the scapegoat inspires the Jews to repent, for it symbolizes to everyone that people can free themselves from the burden of passes and remove them as far as possible. That's the Rambam. Two identical he goats are used for this process to demonstrate that every person must choose between good and evil, and no one has the luxury of being neutral. Those who do not choose to remove toward holiness are inevitably pushing themselves toward a wasteland of spiritual destruction. Rabbi Hirsch, probably of Sean Fenner Phil Hirsch, who was yeah. lived in the 1800s. So, so my, encouragement then, by Rab yeah. my encouragement then is just believe what the scripture has to say here. 
and say, okay, so the sins yeah. of people so, were able so to be taken so let me, by an animal. And so that's a picture ultimately then of a final sacrifice that God would make where Jesus Christ, who's described as the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Okay, so Jesus was a person, and I just told you the Rambam's explanation. You said read the scripture. So yeah, read the scripture. We don't believe read like Rambam's... Don't read these random people who... Like, that's like a Jehovah's Witness. No, 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 random people. Magazine. Let me talk. The Rambam, he wasn't a random person. He was a great rabbi. He read He read this in depth, yeah. and he was able to understand it better Is he than God? me. Because Is he God? I Okay, he was a person, okay, and he was person able to, giving his own opinion. Rather than just, to read, you read it yourself, what it says. But it says okay, but it says in the Torah to to listen to the rabbani, to listen to the rabbis. There's a Sanhedrin, there's a court, so you can't just say, "Oh, he's just a person," because that's not what we, in our Jewish tradition. That's not Only what we believe in a court, about because it it doesn't say because the rabbani. rabbis the rabbis can say all kinds of things. They're just men. That's why you check everything with the scripture to see what the scripture has to say. No, that's fact, not our. See, that's not the nation. That's not our Jewish tradition. In though. fact, You're even in Jesus' day, there were two rivaling kind of factions in Judaism. You had the Pharisees, you had the Sadducees, and they disagreed with each other on a whole lot of topics. The Pharisees, but the Pharisees right? were the Orthodox Jews during those times. And the Sadducees were, the, were another religious Jew group in the in the on the Jewish community. They, and they disagreed. They, they disagreed with even the, the Pharisees. Oral Torah. Right. Which is why every, which is, by the way, which is why every Sabbath it says, it says and so don't notice, burn a fire who do you listen to? Do you listen to the rabbis of the Sadducees or the rabbis of the Sadducees? Aha, so let me tell you something. Which one? It says, right. it says, don't burn a fire in your house on Shabbos, which the oral tradition means you can't light the fire on Sabbath, but if you light it beforehand, you can have a fire in your house. And this, I think it was the Sadducees. They would sit in the dark on the Sabbath because they says, no, you can't light, light a fire in their house. The rabbis, so because of that, the rabbi says, because we specifically believe in the oral tradition, we we make sure to eat something hot on Sabbath. So every Sabbath, we have a tradition to eat something hot to prove them wrong that yeah. that you, we're, we are allowed to have hot things in and our house. And that's what Jesus forbid of the Pharisees for doing. Light it, for, as long as we light it beforehand, which is yeah, so that's yes. what Jesus condemned the Pharisees for, for teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. He says, you put your no, but we don't teach over them. the word of God. Because if the word of God doesn't say you're, you're it, then you're just stuff. making up stuff, right? No, so, not. I'm telling you that so every every a, that every Sabbath, we eat something hot because, because to prove that we are allowed to have hot things, which proves that we listen to the oral Torah, which well, proves which that we believe in the oral Torah. Torah. Says. The Torah says you're not allowed to have a fire on the Sabbath. The so. Torah says don't. The, the Torah says don't eat a lamb in its mother's milk. It doesn't say you can't. It doesn't and say you can't. It does eat say pork. don't light a fire. In fact, even collecting sticks on the Sabbath, a man was condemned to death for that. But but so you have to read the old tradition. That was Talafad, and he did that on purpose to teach them a law. And so they, yeah. nowhere does it say that we that should go Talafad. beyond the written word of what it says in scripture. No, it says it says. Um, so it can says, I encourage you? Can I encourage you? I think because I think you're seeing this as make like some a safeguard sort of, for my safeguard. Just, you're I, telling I think, me not I think you're, the oral Torah. Not I think good, you're seeing like, this maybe as some sort of debate. And I'm not debating you. Instead, I'm trying to help you out because you and I have both broken God's law. So I'm not judging you. I think we're both sin, sinful people have done broken God's law. But no, we to need to find... Yeah. We need to find... And I understand it may feel uncomfortable to acknowledge that we are sinners, but we have to acknowledge that. No, no, no. I'm not right? acknowledging that, that, that I'm, I'm... I'm uncomfortable because you're saying like what the Rambam says. You, would you say that you're a sinner? Would you say the you're Rambam a sinner? The Rambam wasn't just a man. 
The Rambam is enough. Would you say it, you're it a sinner? actually an authority no, for Jewish law. He's you, one of the authorities. I understand. We're talking about something else. We're talking law. about. Would you say that you're a sinner? Okay. Um, would I say that I'm a sinner? Mm, that first of all, that's none of your business. But I. Okay, sure, I've sinned. But we've got to we've got to humble but ourselves. You're not we've listening gotta, to what I'm saying. You're like, for example, you're saying that like we, the Rambam was ourselves. just a man. The Rambam is like one of the greatest. Okay, we're, we're talking about a different Jewish subject. I think you're you're just rambling law, nothing. So. We're going in a different subject. We're talking about how do we actually make sure that we don't end up in the hell that we rightfully deserve. Because you and I, we know. No, we're not talking about that. We know how many. I think I think the the, the thing that you, but, but listen, it, it the makes thing you feel uncomfortable. I know it does. But can I encourage no, you? No, it doesn't actually... make me feel uncomfortable. You know, okay, then I'm going to hell. That's focusing. not what's making me uncomfortable. Let's keep focusing what's making on that me then. uncomfortable let's focus on is that. that How... No. So if uh, so, we deserve... so you're sitting here. If we deserve you're not hell. letting me talk. Go to hell. Okay, I'm going to hell. But the, no, I said, but, no, I said do, you, but the wrong do you agree block, that but, we deserve but, hell? Do you agree that we deserve hell? Uh, no. If, like, okay, here's the thing the Rambam was a great man. We're not talking yeah, about that. We're talking about how to go to well, heaven and not hell. That's what we're talking that's about. How it, if I grow up my whole life yeah. believing in, you know, we when we read the Flemish, we read it with Rashi. So, like, yeah. that's... Yeah. The, you're, my encouragement, you're, can I you're, encourage you to get into the Bible, see what the Bible has to say for itself, okay. and let you're going to see let that... Me to yeah, you're going to see it does talk about a substitute. because I'm sort of proving you wrong. I think you're uncomfortable. Oh, I, don't think you prove, I, don't, I don't think you've successfully proven anything so far. Okay. But can I encourage because you to read this? Isaiah 53. 53. I just talked to somebody. Isaiah 53. Right, right, right. Go right, take right, a read right. of it when you get a chance. You, but it's been lovely chatting to you. Right, I just right, don't right. think you want to have a conversation. Right, that, <laughs> wow. Wow. Did she remind you of the Pharisees? Yeah. <laughs> yeah remind me of the Pharisees. Oh, I don't want to think I'm a sinner. I don't want to think. And I want to follow my tradition rather than what the scripture has to say. The very thing Jesus condemned the Pharisees for. It's like, Brian, you just experienced what Jesus had to experience with dealing with Pharisees. Elevating traditions of men as doctrines of God. Yeah. And Jesus says, they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Far from me. They don't care less about God. They care less. I, I want to follow a rabbi rather than what God has said himself in his own word. God has literally said they were not allowed to have a fire on the Sabbath. They, oh, we can because some rabbi tells us we can. Okay, so you've just put the word of a rabbi over the word of God. Let's pray for her. Lord, we see that her eyes are blinded at the moment, as your scripture says, that over many of the Jewish eyes, people's eyes, they're blinded by their sin and their love of self. But Lord, I do pray that you would open her eyes to the truth. May she realize that she needs a savior. May she be humble of heart and come to embrace that good news of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, let's hit the encouragement button. We'll jump into another one. All right, let's go. Where are we going to go next? Hey there. How you doing? 
Does anyone know? Hey. Hey, what's up? Hey, man. Good to good to see you. <clears throat> hey, do you believe in Yo, Jesus the in the Bible? Yo, Perry's got like a stiffy on right now. That man is hungry hey, man, do you for you. Do you believe in Jesus in the Bible? No, do you see Perry behind you? He's got like a Hey. Hey, Cash. Hey, Cracker. Yeah. Hey, do you believe in God? Yeah, I'm living good. Do you live in good? You do believe in Jesus? You said? Oh, yeah. What's that behind you? Yeah. So, <clears throat> I'm interested in a serious What's conversation. That if you, you? I'm interested in a serious chat if you're interested. You want to have a serious chat? So, what? You want to have a serious conversation? Yeah. Yeah, cool. So can I ask you, do you think that you'll go to heaven when you die? Um, yeah. Yeah, nice. And why do you think you'll go to heaven? Because I'm a good guy. You're a good guy? All right. Let's see how good we are, though. So, like, have you ever told a lie before? Nope. Not even, like, one time told a lie? Nope. Yeah. Have, you ever, have your parents ever got upset with you for anything? Nope. Yeah, so this is probably two lies now. Every every parent's got upset with their child. I don't know, I'm not lying. Yeah. What about this? Do you think you live perfectly? Live perfectly? Maybe. Yeah, if you think so, that's another sin. It's called the sin of pride, right, which would show that you actually haven't lived perfectly. What about this? Have you ever used bad language? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Or even ever been angry or rude to somebody? Yeah, nigger. Yeah. Now, these are sins. Remember, we're having a serious conversation, and God sees everything we say. Hey there. Hello. Perry the Platter. Yeah, Perry's here, ha. man. Hey, do you believe in God yourself? I do. Yeah, awesome, man. And do you think you'll go to heaven? I do. Yeah, nice. And... Why do you think God will let you into heaven? Because Jesus Christ died for all of our sins. Right. Yeah, exactly right. So that is the basis of why we go to heaven, because of the work of Christ. And do we have to do good deeds to get that? No. There are no. good deeds given to us here on earth, but uh, to get into heaven, we do not need the good deeds as part of that. Right. Of yeah, our yeah. salvation. Right, exactly. That's a good point. So, does someone need to get baptized to go to heaven? You know, that's something I've I've thought about. Um, I I don't believe so. You know, it's an answer of a good conscience towards God, um, but I don't believe that you have to be baptized to go to heaven. Yeah, exactly. Just like the thief on the cross, he didn't get baptized, and but. So when Jesus in the gospel of John, maybe in the other gospels, or maybe it was Mark, I'm not sure, or Matthew, excuse me, Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist and heaven opened up and God said, uh, I don't remember exactly what God said. Maybe he said, this is my son, my well-beloved son. Um, and so why? Sh Sorry, what? And so in, in saying that when Jesus was baptized and the windows of and the clouds opened up before him, do you, 
was that I don't know. That was because um, no. John was told the one who is the promised Messiah will be the one for whom you you have you see the spirit rest on and God says, This is my beloved son. And so that is why that happened to Jesus at John's baptism. The John's he got he received John's baptism there as a way for John to know this is the Messiah that we've all been waiting for. Yes. Yes. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah. Plus, it's it's also good to realize that John's baptism is not Christian baptism. Uh, we see that in Acts 19, those who received John's baptism later on got baptized in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So they're mm. two different kinds of baptisms. So Jesus never got Christian baptism. Okay. Now, let me ask you this. Um, what if you're trusting in Christ today, that he died for all of your sin, but then you do five more sins tomorrow and then you died? Would you go to heaven or hell? Um, we would go to heaven. Yeah, and why still heaven? Can you repeat that? Yeah, and why would you still go to heaven? Because nothing changed about whom we believe. Right. Yeah, exactly. Jesus still paid for our past, present, and future sins, right? That's right. And yeah, that's something I, I've prayed about is, or just even kind of have meditated on is, you know, when, when we do accept the message of Jesus Christ, as I've watched in some of your live streams and other people okay. saying is that when we accept Jesus Christ is that, well, well then why doesn't that mean we can't sin? Because when we, ex when we love Jesus Christ and accept what he did for us, we want to be perfect as he was perfect. Mm. And so that takes us away from sins and to purify, purify ourselves here in the present world. It's mm. a good point. Exactly. We love the one who died for us. That makes us want to live for him and obey him. Now, what if someone is trusting in two things to get them into heaven? Jesus plus being a good person. Would that person go to heaven or hell? Jesus plus being a good person? Yeah. Trusting. I mean, hmm. So, <laughs> you know, believing in the flesh brings brings forth no good fruit. <laughs> um <laughs> And because by trusting in two things, do you notice how they're trusting then fifty percent in Jesus and fifty percent themselves? You see that? Yes. And so by trusting only fifty percent Jesus, they don't really think that Jesus paid for all their sin then. Right. So where would they end up? Right. In condemnation and hell. Yeah. And that's why it's really important because you'll have you'll encounter some people who believe, yeah, you need to believe in Jesus, but you've also got to get baptized to go to heaven. They're also then trusting 50-50 to get themselves to heaven. Now they're trusting in the works. Yeah, and we can't trust even 1% in our works. Otherwise, we go to hell. We have to trust 100% in the work of Christ to save us. Have you been baptized? Yeah, definitely. Hallelujah. Yeah. Do you go to church yourself? I do not go to church. Okay. Yeah, is it you haven't found one, you haven't really bothered to look one, or what's the reason? Something I'm I'm praying about. Okay. 
because it does say it in Hebrews 10.25, like we shouldn't neglect to meet together. So it is something God wants us to do. But go to a good church. Don't go, don't go to a bad one. A good church is one that teaches that we're saved by grace through faith, not by works. A bad church will tell you it's based on confession to a priest or doing good deeds and sacraments. Yeah. Because we're part of a body, the body of Christ, aren't we? We are. We are part of the body of Christ. So being part of a good church can help encourage us then and get part of be part of a Bible study group there even and have that good fellowship. Yeah, that's good. Man. That's awesome. So cool. So you've um, you've seen some of the streams, have you? I have. I've had some conversation. I've had a conversation with Abraham, the older man, and uh, one other person, and you. I was actually very um, yeah, very um. I was actually about to go to bed, but I came on Omegle just for a moment. I'm actually yeah. very joyful that I connected with you so yeah man absolutely it's um good good seeing you your name is friend oh, oh, oh. is it uh, no it's a biblical name oh what is it in That's the old right. testament elijah joshua joshua, joshua. yes sir uh, okay <laughs> good man good well it's good good seeing you joshua and um Nice yeah, seeing you as well, Perry. <laughs> you called me Perry last time, didn't you? Yes, yes. That's your adopted name. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. <laughs> hey, it's good to see hey, you, Joshua. But... Nice to see you as well, Ryan. Yeah. God bless. And I'm going to chat to some others. But, yeah, you have a good good, good rest, man. God bless. And you have good rest as well. See ya. There you go. That's Joshua. I remember chatting to him. Awesome. Yeah, he's <laughs> Abraham said he's changed. He said he didn't like you last time. <laughs> That's funny. It's funny. He's like, I chatted to Abraham, the old man. I was like, Abraham, the old man? <laughs> That's good. All right, Lord, we leave Ab uh, Joshua in your hands. Thank you um, that he has a good understanding of the gospel. And that he, uh, do pray, Lord, that he'll get part of a good local church. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Hey. Yo, I saw you on Instagram. You're not going to believe it. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So what did you think about the video you saw? It was pretty awesome. Okay. I can't really say much. Christ is Lord. Absolutely, man. So how sure are you out of 100 that you'll go to heaven when you die? 100%. Yeah, and why are you 100%? Because I'm already saved by Jesus Christ, by his blood. Right, he died for our sins, right? So does yeah. doing good things have any part in getting you into heaven? No, he already did all the work. You got it, man. Good answer. So then does someone have to get baptized to go to heaven? Uh, actually, I don't know the right answer, but I don't think it is. I don't, I don't think, yeah, right. no. Because otherwise we're being saved by our works again, right? If we had to get baptized. Yep. And we're not saved by baptism or any works. So what if... Um, what if someone said, I'm going to heaven because of two reasons? One is because of Jesus, and one is because I got baptized. Would that person go to heaven or hell? 
Hmm, I think he's gonna go to hell. I don't know. I think yeah. he's gonna go to hell for the baptized one. Cause, right. Yeah. Because his trust is fifty percent in his own actions to get to heaven, and therefore yeah. only fifty percent in Jesus. Yeah, you got that, man. That's awesome. You got a good understanding. Thank and, you. And so what would you say to God if he asked you why she'll let you into heaven? Uh, can you repeat that, please? Sure. So what would you say to God if he asked you why should I let you into heaven? Um, hold up. I don't – why should I let you into heaven? Yeah. Because, because I was saved by Jesus Christ, isn't it right? Yeah. Good answer. So Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins, man. That's so good. Yeah. Hey, that's solid. Have you um have you checked out our YouTube live stream that we do? I didn't check the YouTube. I only saw the the Instagram. I was like, I seen a couple of posts. Oh, nice. But yeah, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, I'm gonna hold up. I'm just gonna copy and paste it to the to the YouTube right now. Sounds good. Yeah, it's an awesome community of people there who tune into the live chat, and we just you can see the conversations we have, and that can be encouraging for you. So do check that for out. For sure. But yeah, my name's for Ryan. Sure. What's your name? Uh, Sasha. Sa Sasha, was it? Yeah, Sasha. It's like, it's like, yeah, there. Okay, awesome, man. Well, it's great meeting you, and I'm glad to Same. hear you got to trust in Jesus, uh, and hopefully, yeah, you want Amigo to share the gospel? Uh, share the gospel. Yeah, yeah. I usually, I also, you know, there's a lot of people who put uh, tag as a god, but they're like specifically, you know, they're like atheists, so they kind of uh. like prove me wrong. So yeah, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> yeah man well if you want we also offer free training if you want to you can dm us on our instagram or something like that we can offer a free training on how to share the gospel effectively give some good apologetical arguments if you want to if you're interested in that um just send us a message we'll send you some helpful resources that you might like okay yeah. for sure yeah that's, that's good. a good one awesome man well it's good seeing you sasha god bless you and keep on being a good witness for jesus man thank you god bless you god Thanks, bless man. you see ya Oh, that's cool. Good to see other believers on there, you know, sharing the gospel. God is kind. God is very kind. Raises up laborers. Hey there. Hey there. Hey. How you doing? Hey, we both like Jesus, it says. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. And so do you think that you'll go to heaven? I I believe that yes. I will. Yeah, nice. Like you hope so, is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And is it because you're a good person? Is that why you'll go to heaven? Oh, no. No, no what, not at all. What do you think the reason would be then? Because of Jesus. Right. Yeah, he, he, he died for your sins, is that what you're saying? Yes, he died yeah. on the cross for my sin. Nice. So what would you say between zero to 100%? How sure are you that you'll go to heaven when you die? Um, I hope 100. Okay. I, I really, I, okay, I, I actually, um, I believe that I will go to heaven. Yeah. Because when you say I hope 100, it sounds like you're saying 90% or something like that. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's making you have That's that little true. bit of un un uncertainty about whether you'll actually go to heaven? Well, I I just don't like to to like boast. So it just when I say like I hope, I just feel like if I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go to heaven, then I I feel like that's kind of 
me being selfish or something. I don't know. <laughs> it would depend what your reason is. Like if you're saying I'm 100% sure because I'm such a good person, then, yeah, that would be proud. But if it's uh -huh. not based on what you've done but based on the promises of God and what Jesus has done for you on the cross, that's not being proud. That's just trusting in what Jesus has done for you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So does doing good things have any part in getting you into heaven? No. No. No, you're right. Does someone have to get baptized to go to heaven? Um, no, I don't no. I don't believe. You're, you're right. So let's say you're trusting in Jesus. He died for your sin. But then you do another 10 sins tomorrow, and then you died. Would you go to heaven or hell? Um. I would go to heaven because even though, I mean, I guess I would say that he, that God is working in me. I would say that that even though so I may be still struggling with this sin, um, yeah, um, God would still be working in me. Um, yeah, but but why don't why doesn't that sin send you to hell? Because Jesus paid for that that's that the sin reason. he paid. That's the reason. Yes, exactly. Because he died for those sins, past and future, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> now, if someone doesn't trust that Jesus paid for their sin, where do they go? Then they will go to hell. Yeah, exactly. So therefore, it makes sense that we trust in what he's done immediately. Now, uh, let me ask you this. If you were to stand before God and he asked you, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say to him? That it's not my doing that. It's only because of Jesus. Yeah, great answer. Very good answer. Now, what if someone else's answer was, I'm going to heaven because Jesus died for me and also because I spread the gospel. Would that person go to heaven or hell? Um, they would go to heaven because they believe in Jesus. Now, are but they trusting only in Jesus to get them into heaven? Oh, that's right. That makes sense. They yeah, would be trusting in their, their self. Exactly. Yeah. So 50-50 or something like that. And that means they mustn't really believe Jesus died for all their sin, right? That's true. So they end up in hell for themselves. Do you see that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is a lot of people, a lot of professing Christians are exactly in that scenario. They think it's Jesus plus something that I do, my church going, my baptism, my asking for forgiveness. They won't make it into heaven if they think it's that because they're not trusting fully and only in Jesus to save them. Oh, amen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, does somebody have to ask for forgiveness to go to heaven? Um. I believe, like, in repenting. I don't know if... Okay. So um, so would, would you say the answer is yes, that they do have to ask or no? Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Because were, were you going to heaven because you asked for forgiveness or were you going to heaven because Jesus died for your sin? Because of Jesus. <laughs> right. It wasn't because you asked for it. In fact, he's already offering it to you. You don't even have to ask him for it. You just accept his free gift by faith, by trusting that he took our punishment for us. Now, it's still good to confess oh, our yeah. sins to God. It's still good to apologize when we sin. But that, that, that actually plays no part in saving us. It's so, like, if you, 
if you like sin, like say you murdered someone after you came to Christ, then like willfully murdered somebody, then you never really like knew Jesus or? It's well, a good question. It's a difficult answer because it depends what the person was believing. Because someone can claim to be a Christian and not really be a Christian. Um, so they can yeah. claim, oh, yeah, I'm saved. And then they just go and do whatever they want. And that probably evidences that they're not really saved at all. They don't have genuine faith in Jesus. But at the same time, Christians still sin. Genuine Christians still sin. But our general attitude towards sin is that we hate it rather than love it. But we still mm. do choose to sin. We deliberately choose to sin sometimes. Think about the last time you might have uh, lusted or swore or lied. You knew it was a sin. And you did it anyway. It's a deliberate sin then, right? But that's mm -hmm. still a yeah. sin. It's still a sin Jesus pays for if you're trusting in Jesus that he died for every one of your sins. Mm. Does that make sense? That, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So the ultimate basis of why we can be certain we're going to heaven isn't based on how good we are, but based on the finished work of Jesus on the cross. We can have full confidence to that we're going to heaven. Amen. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and as a result of what Jesus done has done for us, it makes us live for him. It makes us strive to honor him as much as we can with our life because we know he's made the ultimate sacrifice for us. Do you read the Bible much yourself? Um yeah, I actually have it open right now. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, do you read it every day? Yeah, I've been. Yeah. I just recently came yeah. to Jesus. Oh, awesome. how long ago? I'd say like maybe three months ago. Three months ago. Wow. And how'd that happen? Yeah. Well, I was. I was just in a lot of sin. I was. I was really, really depressed all the time, mm. and um. I was at my lowest point. Mm. There's a lot that happened that caught me at my lowest point, but mm. then I cried out to God, mm. and I didn't really know who Jesus was until like, I saw a few videos over about Jesus, and then oh, nice. that's when I like really received Jesus, Wonderful. and then and then I felt the Holy Spirit, and I was so happy. Hmm. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God that he saved you and allowed you to understand that it's not what you do that saves yourself. It's what Jesus did on your behalf. Um, yeah. Because in all the other religions of the world, they don't have a savior, someone who's going to die for them. So they have to pay for their own sins in hell. Jesus is the only one who is willing to die for us. Amen. <laughs> oh, gee. I love Jesus. Jesus is just, oh, I love Jesus so much. And, yeah. and and realize that Jesus did say life could get harder sometimes when we do trust in Jesus. You can get persecuted from people. You can get rejected by people because you believe in him. But it's all worth oh, it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure already. <laughs> you already experienced already, that? Already. Yeah. Yeah, already. <laughs> And have you found a good local church? Have you found mm. like a good church to go to? Oh, sorry, I didn't hear you, but sure. um, I did find this like 
Baptist church, but I'm not too sure about it. Okay. Still what do you, test, what do you, you testing, testing it a bit? Good? Yeah. I just, I'm not a huge fan of like traditional churches. Okay. Interesting. In what way traditional? Like you go in, you sit down, like everyone's a certain, like seated a certain way. Everyone stands up and then you sing and then you sit down and then you listen then they kick you out like they're trying to kick you out already at the end what sort of what sort of church you would would you prefer rather than like a normal church service like that i would i would say maybe like non-denominational okay well it doesn't matter don't i think the label isn't so much the big thing it's just what do they teach do they teach that we're saved by grace through faith in jesus or by our good deeds that's the determination of whether it's a good church or a bad church and usually Baptist churches are pretty good on teaching the gospel. Right mm. there. Yeah. So don't be scared uh, of the label. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's and, true. And the whole point of why they sit down and sing songs and worship is because that's how you grow as a Christian. You listen to the word, you, you praise the Lord there, you have fellowship with one another afterwards. That can be good. And plus, they often they probably will offer like small groups or Bible study groups that happen through the week. Get part of them. You'll enjoy the enjoy meeting other Christians and sharing life with them and studying the Bible with them too. Oh yeah, for sure. I was hoping to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely do that. And keep on getting into the Bible every day. Say to yourself, maybe no Bible, no breakfast, no read, no feed. Like daily food, yeah. Yeah, if you have, if you feed your belly every day, you need to feed your your soul every day. Do you ever get attacked, like spiritually? Yeah, I think every day we have to war against our, our flesh and against Satan. And how it happens is that they, Satan, will try and tempt you to sin. Your flesh tempts you to sin, and we just have to say no to that. We say no to sin and say yes to God. And the Bible will help us to have the ammunition to be able to do that. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, wow. And also identify areas in your life where you're finding yourself tempted to sin and try to cut out access to the temptation. If it's certain friends you're hanging out with tempts you to sin, don't hang out with them. If it's certain places or things you're doing on your phone that tempt you to sin, avoid access to all that. Okay. Yeah, throw my phone out at the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or at least like put limits, put blocks, or don't use it in private and things like that can be some strategies to combat sin. Like Jesus did okay. say, if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out, throw it away. It's better that's, right, to enter heaven with true. one eye than with two to be sent to hell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's he's right about that for sure. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. That's good. I'm so encouraged by that. I got to meet you and hear that you have come to understand, you came to understand the good news and you're trusting in the Lord Jesus. So get part of a good local church. That'll be a good growth process, a good way to grow. Get into your Bible. And do you come on to Meagle to share the gospel? Uh, I just talk to other Christians, but if they ask me about the gospel, then I'll share it for sure. Yeah, yeah nice. Awesome. Well, I'll pass on to you. I've got a, a TikTok and Instagram or YouTube you could check out. 
The username is needguard.net. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, check it out. Put up videos that you might find helpful, encouraging, and all those sort of things. And if you think of any questions you want to ask, feel free to send a message through. Okay, thank you so much. My name's Ryan, by the way. What was your name? It's here. I'll type my name. It's Sarah. Sarah, oh, awesome. Great meeting you, Sarah. And I look forward to seeing you up in heaven. Wow. Oh, God bless you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no worries. You have a great night. You as well. Bye. Oh, that was a cool, sweet chat there with Sarah. Leave her in God's hands. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for an awesome conversation with Sarah. Thank you for her understanding the gospel that you allowed her to have just over these past three months, Lord, through videos and things that she's seen. Lord, thank you that you are saving your people and drawing them out of darkness and into your marvelous light. It's encouraging to meet our fellow believers like that. In Jesus' name, amen. Holy, 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 Lord God. Let's get some more chats up, and we're going to do then a question time uh, after I come back from the TikTok Live, and then the Kahoot game. It's going to be lots of fun coming up. Let's get a Mr. Abraham. You know some chats there, Mr. Abraham? He's keen as a bean. Look at that. Eager and excited. Let's pass over to Abraham. Over to you, man. Yep. Oh, we can't hear you, man. You've. Do you want to try it again? Abraham's just getting his sound sorted out there. <laughs> we can't hear you, man. You might have to change your microphone over or something like that. Oh, he hadn't switched his headset headphones on. <laughs> now what? Let's see if we can hear him. No, we can't hear you still, man. He's rejoining. Oh, he's turning them on. No, it's not working. That's weird. Check your mic in uh, Jitsi. We could hear you before, Abraham, but check you've selected the right microphone there. Yeah, I'm not sure if we can hear you there, man. Okay, well, I'm not sure if Abraham's getting his things working. If it doesn't, we could also get Mr. Paul to uh, unmute and he could share a chat with us. wonder what's happening with Abraham's mic. We could hear him just briefly. And then all of a sudden it just 
Couldn't hear him anymore. Okay, so we're gonna get Mr. Paul to share a chat with us. If we can get Paul's attention. Right. Made me pray about the things that I'm doing, you know, trusting in myself and um yeah it's it's a very great message and but i just think maybe that oh you know however a conversation goes biblically through it um i just think there maybe needs to be more of that but the thing that's being preached is jesus christ and that's all that needs to be preached absolutely absolutely i mean we've got to keep jesus center stage but you have to realize too sometimes josh as well like um you know when we when we're online sometimes we don't get that opportunity to you know form a relationship as such to you know spend you know minutes upon minutes to say oh how's your day going where do you live you know oh, isn't that that's really good you know oh no i just realized paul's screen is bouncing which means that would that will kill the stream if he's kept streaming so we won't be able to have him unfortunately if his screen is going to bounce so Abraham, your headphones, they died? Is that what you said? Yeah, they died. So it looks like I might have to, if you want me, I can just or use headphones or someone else. Okay, yeah, try that. Yeah, if that works. Sounds good. <laughs> I don't know why, but it died at the right wrong time. All right. I put it an echo. I just quickly change mic. Um, um, all right, I right, should be working. All right. Um, please, Lord, help me today um, to send all the technology uh, for your glory in Jesus' name. Hey, can I ask yeah. you a question? Yeah, what's up? Yeah, what do you think happens after you, you die? Mm, you decompose. You decompose, yeah. And where do you do you think your um, where do you think your body goes, like your soul? Decomposes and turns into. Because you got you got the Christian tag on. Like, are you a Christian? Do you believe in Christianity? No, I'm not. You're not. Mm -mm. All right. Do you believe in God? Do you believe in God? Yeah. Not yours. Okay. But do you believe God made the universe at least? No. No. Why? Why don't you believe there's a God? I have no need to. Okay. What makes you say that? The people that believe in God have a reason. I don't. So if you don't have any, but if you don't have any logical reason not to believe in God. The better position to be would be well, uh, to take the position that I'm not sure. Yeah, no, I'm not sure, but I'd rather not. Because think about my house behind me, right? Have you ever met the person who's built it? Uh, probably the company that built your house. Yeah. Really, you've met the person. I'm from Australia. 
So I don't think you. I've never met the person that built your house. Yeah, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming it's some kind of construction company. Yeah, but do you believe someone built it? Of course. Yeah, and what makes you certain that someone's built my house, although you you haven't met the person? Uh, it's because it's a thing that doesn't happen naturally. Well, yeah, but if no one built my house, it wouldn't exist because yeah. my house is evidence of the builder. It's just but, yeah, no, no, but your house is built from materials that were already like create were created on we're already on this earth. Yeah, this earth this earth was created. Yeah, not by not by a being. Well, made like someone made my house. The reason my house is here is because someone designed it and built it. Of course. Now we're living in a universe that's complex. It has a beginning, so it makes sense. It needs like a universe maker to make it begin and to exist. Oh wow! Yeah, he got a Felix moment. Um, Lord. Thank you. I was able to talk about a bit about your existence. Lord, please humble him and save him. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, this is okay. Hey, hey. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Yeah. Do you, like, um, what do you think happens after you die? Got a kangaroo. Is that? Hey, can I ask you a question? Hey, Carlos, Hi. man. Hey, so, hello. Hey, bro, man. why are you doing? I always meet you, bro. What's... Yeah, man, uh, if you're um, always on a mingle, man, you should join us. You should join the team. You're always on a mingle. Yeah. 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 yeah, I agree. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of right. Right, I won't be able to be on all that time though. Like I yeah. start school in like a, a month, so yeah, you can make time before school as well to like yeah um, set apart yeah. time. But yeah, you know where to find us or if you're keen to join us. But yeah, I'm, I'm already on the Discord though. Oh nice, nice, yeah. So you can find it if you want. Yeah. But Hey. Hey, bro. Hey, man. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, are you in Aussie as well? I'm in Aussie, yeah. I, um, I'm in, I'm in Melbourne. Are you in Melbourne? I'm in Melbourne. Oh, nice. Well, what part of Melbourne do you live in? Uh, I'm in the West. Melton. Same, I'm in the West as well. What area? Melton, Melton. Melton, wow. That's actually like, um, that's like 20-minute drive where I live. I live in St. Albans. Oh, you live in St. Albans? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, Muslim? No, I'm not Muslim. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I had a few few friends in St. Albans. Like, uh, I, I used to run a kebab shop yep. uh, in Ascotville. So oh. a, a few of my cousins, regulars, were from St. Albans. They had their relatives staying in uh, Ascotville. So they used to come over once a month or something like that. Yeah. So um, do you think you'll make it into heaven? Of course. Yeah. Inshallah, if God 
pleases, you know. Yeah, so that sounds a little bit like doubt, if God. No doubt. It's, it's, it's not a doubt. It's like we, we, we cannot force God into doing anything, right? So we leave everything in the grace of God. So if God wills, he's going to do it. If God doesn't will, he's not going to do it, right? Yeah. So do you think God will find you as a good person? Uh, I'm trying to be. Yeah, okay. So again, like we don't know what God is going to find, uh, but we try to be on the good grace of God, doing good works. You know, so if we can look at our lives and determine if we're actually good by God's standard, because, um, yeah, I'm good. because like, have you ever lied before? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Have you ever used like used bad language? Yep. Yep. Have you ever been rude or disrespectful to someone before? Yep. So th these are just some of God's rules and standards that we've broken. Mm -hmm. Do you think he's going to find us innocent from breaking his law? Or actually guilty? Okay, so let, let me see if I understand you correctly. So do you think that uh, breaking his law is... He expects us never to break his law. He expects us to be 100% perfect. Well, God doesn't lower his standard. He's, he's holy. He knows we're going to sin, but he doesn't lower his standard. But look, if, if, um, if innocent means you've never done anything wrong your whole life, and mm -hmm. guilty means you've done something wrong at least once, which one does that make us? Mm, yeah, but... Does that mean that God cannot forgive? I agree. God's very forgiving. But in order for him to forgive us, we've got to be guilty first. We are going to seek forgiveness and God is going to forgive us, right? Well, we need forgiveness. But in order for God to even show or pour out forgiveness to us, mm -hmm. we've actually got to be guilty. He doesn't show forgiveness to people who are innocent. because Got to be guilty? You have got to, yeah. God's forgiveness only makes sense. We're actually guilty from breaking his rules. Yeah, of course. Because if, if you're not guilty, well, what is he going to forgive? So then, man, since we're guilty, do we deserve a prize for breaking God's rules or actually a punishment? We deserve forgiveness. Well, forgiveness means you don't deserve it. You're just being given to it as a gift. Forgiveness is never earned. You don't deserve forgiveness. Why do you think that we don't deserve forgiveness? Do you because, think that because we're the one who's wronged God and did whatever we want? That's okay. God. That's okay. Let's let, let's see. How what what do you think sin is? How would you define a sin? Oh, I would say like when we're sinning against God, we're basically saying to God, "I don't care about your rules. I want to do whatever I want." Okay. Yeah, I agree. But what what does let's let's try to understand. What do you mean when you say that sin? What is a sin? Yeah, breaking God's law, breaking his rules. Right. So these rules are given by God in the first place. Yeah. Right. And do you think that we are created with the ability to break God's rules? Or do yeah. you think we don't have, we are created with well, we the ability? ability. We have the ability. But I wouldn't say what God's at right. fault. We're at fault. Because so we are... Created with the ability to break God's rule. Yeah. So what here is the thought, all right? So God gave you the ability to break the rules. 
and God made rules that he knows you're going to break. And we are saying that if we break those rules, which God has defined that we shouldn't break and gave us the ability and the choice to break it, we are saying that we don't deserve his forgiveness. Yeah. So what I would say is because forgiveness means like forgiveness means you don't deserve it. And firstly, if you we're, we're broken God's rules, so we deserve to be punished by him. Even if we, even if he knows we're going to break his rules, we're still at fault because okay, we've done what we want. No to. problem. Who made the rule that if we break his rule, then we will be punished? Who made this rule? God, we, we just talked about that. It was about God, but it's sort of like exactly. this. So God is making a rule. God is giving you the ability to break the rule. And God is saying that he's not. No, let's, let, let's, let's go back to the scripture. Do you have any place in the scripture where God says that he's not going to forgive us? I'm not saying God's not going to forgive us. I agree. God right. is very forgiving. So but Anywhere in the scripture where he says that we don't deserve his forgiveness? You're missing what forgiveness means. No, that's okay. Let's not talk about the meaning. No, but that's what I mean. We are talking about what God is going to do and what he's not going to do, right? Because, like, do you think forgiveness can be earned? No. No. So that means forgiveness means you, you don't deserve it. It's just forgiving. Do you think, right. Do you think forgiveness can be earned? I understand oh. what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. But we don't deserve God's forgiveness. We actually deserve his punishment, which is hell. Why did you know wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait, let's see. Where do you have the where are you getting the idea that we deserve to be in hell? Well, it makes sense if God is holy, he's also no, forget about the sins. Forget about the sins because sins might be deceptive. But that's what makes us deserve hell. If we're sin against no God, worries. Is, is there anywhere hell. is there anywhere in the scripture where God is saying that we deserve to be in hell? Yeah. Because we're talking about God, right? Obviously, when we talk about God, we have to talk based on the information that is provided by God. We cannot just assume and, and say that this is what God is going to do. Oh, it makes it clear. God says all lies will have a portion like a fire. If you break one rule in society, that's enough mm -hmm. for you to deserve a punishment. In the mm -hmm. same way with God, one sin is enough for us to deserve God's wrath in hell. So, no, okay. Okay, see, this is this is the thing. You are saying that if we sin, we deserve to be in hell, then when does the forgiveness come? Well, I'm actually talking about we're about to talk about right now. How do you think you can get you can get God's forgiveness? How do you think you can we get ask, hell? Right. So we ask for forgiveness and we get the forgiveness. Okay. The only problem with that is even if you ask for forgiveness. Does that actually remove all the sins that we've committed our whole entire life? Right. It says that you get the forgiveness. It doesn't say what you what happens to your sin. Obviously, if you get the forgiveness, it means your sin is completely removed. Okay, but just thinking about it logically, because God's made us as logical beings. Yeah. Even so do you deny that if if God forgives, if God has forgiven you for your sin, He will still hold you accountable for the sin? Then what is the basis of forgiveness? Well. Do you think, first of all, before we go into that, do you think asking forgiveness is going to remove all the sins that we've done? See, again, if he has give, already forgiven you, forgiving you means your sins are removed. 
Yeah, but asking forgiveness doesn't logically pay for your sins. For example, again, if he has forgiven you, when you have forgiven someone, it means the sin is removed. Okay, but just think about this. Think because God's made us as logical beings. Think about this analogy. If today you do some, your dear sibling. Yeah, I do. If one of your siblings gets murdered, and they get they get caught, they get to the judge, and you, mm. the murderer asks for forgiveness to the judge. Mm. Do you think mm. the judge will let that judge, um, let that murderer go? In this one. Yeah, will the judge let the murderer go, even if he said sorry, the one that killed your sibling? Do you think if you murder someone and say sorry, God is going to forgive you? Well, no, saying sorry is not going to fix it. And so, right. What can you do if you murder someone to get forgiveness according to the Bible? Well, this that's this is the point. Asking forgiveness doesn't remove your crimes, doesn't fix your sin. Right. So it's not going to get you out of hell. No worries. It doesn't make so any logical sense. Right, which means every sin cannot be forgiven. There are certain sins which even if you ask for forgiveness, it won't be forgiven. But I'm I'm talking about just any sins, but even if for example, says, no, for example, you just say lied about something. A white lie. You know what is a white lie, right? Something that didn't harm anyone. God, or, God doesn't consider God takes all lies, lies very serious because right, no worries. But but when no like when we um when we when we lying we know that God's told us not to lie, but we're doing it anyway. So it's still serious. No worries. It's not, I'm, I'm it's giving not no problem. No problem. So do you think that God is going to forgive you for lying? If you lie? Not by asking forgiveness. There's actually okay. another way. For whatever condition. Whatever condition. Do you think lie can be forgiven? No. Yes, it can be forgiven, but not the way right. you think of it. No problem. Yeah. I'm not saying anyway. I'm just saying whether it can be forgiven. Do you think murder can be forgiven? Yeah. Do you think rape can be forgiven? No, no, wait, 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 wait. I'm, I'm just I, I, just ask, I want to ask because you've been asking me questions. I want to ask you a question as well. Yeah, sure. But yeah. let me understand this. Your just, maybe first. just hold on just for a second. Just, just, yeah, just for a second, yeah. Yeah, sure. Because, man, what I've been trying to point out is asking forgiveness is not going to get us out of hell. What you need... Why not? No, it's okay. Because... What it's, evidence it's do you have? It's not like... Right. What evidence... What evidence do you have to support your claim that asking forgiveness, I'm not saying just asking, you have to ask forgiveness and you have to mend your ways. Will that forgive all the sins? No, we'll deal with, with all the sins because you are not wanting to deal with that now. But according to the biblical text, it says that but the wicked, if the wicked turns and mends his ways, he will surely live, he will not die. That's not so when the, how we go to heaven. That's in Ezekiel. And it's, it's not talking about how we go to heaven. What is it talking about? Because if you, if you, read, if you about? read the book and if you read the chapter, it's, you can see it's clearly not talking about. Right. So what is it talking about? Well, it's just talking about if you're obeying God, God won't right. kill you. Right. If you disobey, it means you have you have done the wicked act. But how, how well obey? have you gone with that, though? Sorry? Come again? But how well have you gone with that? How have well? you always turned away from your sins? It's... it's See again, you 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 you're becoming subjective. Let's be objective and discuss objectively. All right. But man, what I'm, what, I'm to, what I'm trying to lead towards is 
because God's just, it means he has to punish us for our sins. Saying sorry doesn't actually if satisfy he punishes God's us. Tell me, if it punish if he punishes us, where is the forgiveness? There's no forgiveness because God's since God is eternal. So God is not going to forgive. No, it's okay. So God is not going to forgive. No, not by asking forgiveness. This is what you need. So when he says, again, bro, see, this is the thing. I'm coming back to you, always telling you, did God whisper in your ears saying that I'm not going to forgive? If he didn't whisper in your ears, I'm saying, where did you get the information? Let's read where the information you are getting that God is never going to forgive for your sins. I'm not, I'm not saying, I showed, yeah, I think you're misunderstanding there. I showed you a verse where God says that if the wicked turns, mends his ways, he will surely live, he will not die. Ask the people who, who believes in this scripture, they'll tell you this is talking about forgiveness. Why can't you give me a verse based on which you have derived your conclusion and we can discuss further? Oh yeah, because like the scriptures say that God's God of justice, who by no means let the guilty be Again, punished. Where is God saying that He is not going to forgive you? So yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying right. God doesn't show mercy or any forgiveness. Right. But it's not right. by saying sorry. This is what you need. What you need is someone else to take on the punishment for you. So, right. Where does God say? So just let me again this person. Bro, again, no, no, see, see, see. Why are you willing to you willing to answer this question though? You are asking me questions, and when I ask you a question, you are asking me another question. You are saying, "Are you letting me ask, uh, answer the questions?" Let's let's move one after the other. Do you mind? Let's move one point after the other. Okay. So my question to you is: Which verse God is saying that He will need someone else to pay for your sin? Oh yeah, because that's actually in the Old Testament. There's pictures of animals dying in the place of people's sin, and then no you come problem. into the New Testament, and then. That was actually a picture right. of Jesus right. dying no in the problem. place of our sins. So it's, Can you give it's me in the, the whole Bible. Can you give me a verse where God says that someone else needs to pay for your sin? Someone else needs to pay for your sin? Come to my names. I guess Romans, Romans 20, 20, 25. Because when we are talking about God, I think the but best thing to this, do is... It says in Romans 3, 25, it says, Whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. Propitiation means God's wrath. Wrath, no, 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 wrath absorbing sacrifice. Is this saying that someone else... Again, let me, let me well, phrase the question. Maybe I, I couldn't phrase the question just, properly. Before you, before you say something... Because the context is talking about Jesus taking on the punishment for our sins. Oh boy! And then again, you're going to believe in him. I'm saying, man, I don't think you're willing. Because I gave you, I gave you two verses uh, clear about this topic. But I don't don't think you're willing. Okay, tell me. It says, let's let's. No, it's not where you're willing. See again. Why are you concluding? I'm asking for a verse where God is saying that you will not be forgiven for your sin, but someone has to pay for it. Let's read the verse that you sent. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexual immoral, all these things, okay, that burst with the fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Again, I told you all these crimes will not have any forgiveness. Then... Who got put forward as a proportion by the blood to receive its faith? Again, 
Well, you're so, mixing things up. So, so where is God telling us other than these sins? These are not the only sins, right? See, but so it doesn't talk about the verse I put in the chat, Romans 20, Romans 24, wait, verse 24 and 25. It's talking mm -hmm. about Jesus taking on the propitiation, we are not talking about our, Jesus, taking on the punishment for our sins by wait. blood and receive it by believing. Right, right, wait. You are saying, according to the Old Testament, according to the Old Testament, you need, uh, you will not be forgiven. Well, no, I was, I'm saying, you don't get forgiven right. by sex. Let's, wait, wait, wait. That's wait, what I'm wait. saying. I think you're misunderstanding. Right. Can you show me where in the Old Testament God is saying that you will not be forgiven for your sin unless someone else is paying for that? Yeah, because well, it talks about it in Leviticus 16. An yes, animal has to go. die in the place of the sinner. So, sorry, 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 wait, wait, wait. So, where, where, where? Um, Leviticus. Yes, Leviticus. Which verse? Uh, it's, it's like, I think it's like verse 15. If you don't mind, like, let's go one verse after the other instead of, oh. I know what they're trying to preach. Uh, this is the belief of Christianity, but let's go through the text and see what you whether what you're saying actually is supported by the text or you are just giving me a commentary. Yeah, I need a what's in Leviticus. Yeah, Leviticus 15. 16. Sorry. Yeah. Um... Because this is going to be interesting, which means that I can murder someone and someone else can be punished for that. I can rape someone and someone else can be punished for that. This is going to be very interesting to see. And yeah, defining that, that as in the form of justice is awesome. Yeah, Leviticus 16. Yeah, Leviticus 16, 21. Marriage. Aaron lays on his hand on the let's, let's, let's go to 1621. Let's read it together. Then he is to lay both hands on the head of the live God and confess over it all the iniquities and rebellious acts of the Israelites in regard to all their sin. He is to put them on the goat's head and send it away in the wilderness. So this is sacrifice for the goats, right? So this is what you're saying. No problem. Do you know you? Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, do you want me to show, give you the reference where you can seek for forgiveness by offering uh, produce like rice and grains? And even if you can't offer produce, you can ask for forgiveness that God is going to forgive. Is it a, Let me just, give the reference. Well, just, just wait. Just wait for one second. So. This is a good picture of an animal dying in the place of the person's sin. No, it's okay. I'm not, no, no, it's okay. Right. So does that mean, wait, 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 wait. Does it mean that if you... Well, because I think I think that's a good question. My camera just turned off, but um, let me just try to fix this. But it, so before we just ask that, before I just answer that, Man, I gave you a verse of an animal dying in a place of someone. But just, just wait, just wait, man. At least let me talk. If, if, 
again, it's, it's, it's a good picture of Jesus dying in the place of our sins if we're believing in him. But man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go, okay? Because I think you need, I think you need to be a bit more open up, open to this. Because you, you just, you're just going around. I'm gonna go to talk to someone else as well. Oh no! Can you hear me now? Sure, you guys can hear me now. You will I cherish. You will I honor. You are my soul's delight and glory. All right. Um. Sorry about that, guys. I'm just gonna refresh. So just while Abraham does a bit of a refresh there, there he is again. Okay, we can see you now, Abraham. I'll give it back to you. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, that was an interesting chat. That guy lives 20 minutes away from my live. So Your microphone's a bit low too, my friend. Oh, no. Um, Does that sound better now? Yeah, heaps better. Yeah, the guy lives 20 minutes away from my live. Um, Heavenly Father, pray for you. Uh, pray that you would humble that Muslim and, yeah, save him. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, man, can I ask you a question? Hello. Hey, can I ask you a question? What's that? Can I ask you a question? Sure. Yeah, what do you think happens after you die? Uh, if you believe in Jesus Christ, you go to heaven. If you don't, you go to hell. Yeah, awesome. So are you a Christian? Yes. Yep, nice. And so if God asks you, why should I not send you to hell? What would you say? Because I believe in Jesus Christ, that he died for my sins and rose again from the dead. Nice. And based off how you've lived, do you deserve heaven or hell? Well, I deserve to go to hell, but Jesus Christ paid for my sins with his blood on the cross. Nice. And how sure that you'll go into heaven from zero to 100 if you die right now? 100%. Awesome. And does doing good things have any part in you going to heaven? Nope. No. Not at all. How about asking forgiveness? What's that? How about asking forgiveness? Does that have any part in you going to heaven? Uh, no. You mean like a daily thing of asking for forgiveness? Yeah, like just confessing our sins. No, yeah, nothing to do with that. Yeah, because that would be relying on ourselves. Right. And can I ask you this? Is it your trust or is it your believing that's going to save you or what you're believing is resting in? I'm sorry, what was the latter one? So is it your, is your believing that's resting? Is your belief that's saving you or what your belief is in? It's what my belief is in. It's Jesus Christ. Nice. And do you go to a church? Uh, yeah, I go to a Baptist church. Oh, nice. How come you're on, oh, what's your name by the way? My name's Abraham. Alex. Alex. How come you're on Omegle? Are you on here to share the gospel? To do the same thing you're doing. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. Um, you see, I got my Bible ready right here. Nice, man. So we also do this with like another team. It's like a, a team. If you want to join us, um, you can send a message. I, I've heard of that. I, I've seen the other guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Most, most videos. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the guy that. with, um, his name is Ryan. He's got, he's got a parry. 
platter, uh, curry platter or something like that. Yeah, so I've seen his videos online. Oh, nice, yeah. awesome. Um, you should definitely join us, man. Um, yeah. So TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. I think I'm probably already following it on Instagram. Let me check. Nice. Yeah. Do you also use Discord? Uh, yes, I do. If you click on that website, um, there'll be a Discord icon where you can join our server as well. So, yeah. How did how did you um how did you hear the gospel? How did you become a Christian? Uh, so my my pastor uh, he posts like sermons and well this is before I was going to uh, this church but I, I stumbled across the preaching of uh, the gospel online and so I heard a video about uh, salvation and how to go to heaven and I heard the gospel that way nice um yeah nice so um yeah man have you checked out the live stream as well I don't think so. I don't think I've ever tuned into a live stream. Oh, okay, yeah. Because sure. we, we live stream our chats, and if you're if any time you just boy, you can just listen in or whatever. But man, I'm I really encourage you to join, and yeah, I'll let you go. All right. Thank you. Yeah, Heavenly Father, thank you for that chat. I could talk to uh, leader, so was awesome um cool i got to ask him ask him later about like is your belief saving him but usually i just go through all the checking questions um i don't really deal with that if they get it all right yeah because i know like they can just be like that um, yeah all right heavenly father thank you so much you get to do this may you save this next person in jesus name amen that's awesome. Hey, do you remember me? We talked one year ago. No. Okay. That's what it says on Amigo. But are you on here to share the gospel? What's that? Are you are you on here to share the gospel? Yeah. Oh, nice. I'm with Paul. Do you know Paul, right? Yeah, I got your uh, thing. I'm just taking a break from it from the night. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. You should, um, are you already on the team, right? What's that? Have you have you already been um you've been training with Paul, right? Yeah. Oh nice. Well I'll let you go. Alright man, God bless you. See. You. Nice Paul. People tonight. Hello. Hey, can I ask you guys a question? What? Um <laughs> what do you guys think happens after you die? Nothing. After what? Yeah. Uh, after oh, you guys die. Out, you're in the ground. Like you know, you know when you go to sleep and you you wake up and you're like, I didn't have any dreams. I think it's you go to sleep and it's just that you don't wake up. Okay. Do you guys believe in God? No. Oh, I just got. Because yeah. if God if God exists, why would he? There was a lot of stuff. Why would he do? Yeah. Okay, but because if. I don't think that goes against God's existence. Like, if you see a plane crashing down and something bad is happening, would you believe... That's human. I know that's human. That's not God. If you see something happening like that, would you say there isn't a plane builder or would you say what happened? Wait, sorry. My friends were being loud. Could you repeat that? Yeah, so if you're seeing a plane going down, it's crashing, would you 
What question would you ask? Would you say there, oh, there yes. isn't a plane uh, build-up? Or would you say, what happened? I would say, oh shit, you can't park there. What? A bit confused. Hey, Carlos. Jesus, Jesus created vape. <laughs> Jesus, no, Jesus created vape. You guys believe in God? What? Do you guys believe in God? Yeah. Yep. Because he created vape, and vape makes me very happy. Okay. Hey. Good that I skipped something, man. Hey, Paul. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to skip go. on you. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. I knew. It might happen again. Hey. You're Somalian, right? I actually get that a lot. I'm actually not, but... You're Ethiopian. Yeah, I am. Are you a Christian? Yeah. Nice, me too. And do you think you're going to heaven? Uh, I don't know. Don't know, okay. And do you think God will find you as a bad person or a good person? Uh, a sinful person, but I have good intentions. All right. Like, for example, have you ever, like, told a lie before? Of course. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Have you ever used bad language? Yes. Yep. Have you ever been rude or disrespectful to someone before? Yeah. Yeah. So these are just some of God's rules that we've broken. Do you think he would find us innocent or guilty? Uh, guilty of. But if I repent... And ask for uh, to be saved and have faith, I'll be all right. Okay. Because innocent means you've never done anything wrong, and guilty means you've done something wrong at least once. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, bro, like, you have to look at it too. Like, we're born into sin. So, like, it's kind of impossible for a human to not be guilty of one sin at least in their entire life and or have recommitted it. You're right, like all like of... lusting, like lusting, right? Yeah. As a man, you're always gonna look at a female, whether you want to or not. Just consciously, you're gonna think about that person in in a in a way that's sexual. Well, God's given us self control as well. We can also use self control and think about those. That's things. true. That is but, true. But man, this should make us humble ourselves and realize, yeah, we're actually bad people and guilty. Do you see? Yeah, yeah, you're right, and and we take it for granted, damn yeah. near. Yeah. As a man, since we're guilty, do we deserve a prize from God or actually a punishment? Uh, I would say punishment. Yep. And does that sound like heaven or hell? It sounds like hell. And so then how do you think you can avoid hell? Um, To not do... What's the word I'm looking for? To not... Not sin? 
Yeah, to not sin, but but to not uh. Fuck, man, what's that? What is that word, man? Where you get satisfaction from your own like self? What it? What is? You understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I understand. Even if you do yeah. that though, does that actually remove all the sins that were committed our whole life? No, absolutely not. Yeah, since it doesn't remove the sins we've done, it's not going to get us out of hell. But this is what will get you out of hell. If someone else takes 100% of all your hell, is there any hell left for you to pay? No. No. In the, so then if they've taken all of it for you, do you go to heaven or hell? You will go to heaven. Yeah. And that person who's willing to do this for you was actually Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I'm so, already knowing, bro. Nice, so you died on the cross. And so if Jesus takes on all of your hell punishment, do you go to heaven or hell? Say, say that again. My bad. Say that again. Yeah, so, good. so if Jesus takes on all your hell punishment, do you go to heaven or hell? Heaven. Yep, heaven. So then why do you get to go into heaven? Because Jesus died for our sins. Spot on. And he's offering yep. to do this for you as a free gift. You just got to receive it by trusting in Jesus. All right, I'm going to let Mr. Abraham finish off that chat right there, and I'm going to say a big welcome to everyone who's here on the YouTube live stream. We just finished off that TikTok live, and there was a whole lot of questions that we didn't get to answer. We got to answer a bunch, but there's some that we didn't, so we're going to answer them now. If you put any of those questions into the YouTube chat, and please just put it there once. Don't repeat it 500 million times, otherwise we won't appreciate that. All right. Let's see who got here first, though. As I said, it's a competition to see who got here first. And the key word was need God. So let's see who typed that one in. It looks like Marlo Hunt got in first. Well done. We got Brianni, Naomi, and Butterfly Anderson and Sugar Sweet getting in really quick. I can see the rest of you guys have put that in, too. Good to have you guys. If you haven't hit the subscribe button, please do put hit that subscribe button now. Let's get into your questions. Okay, let's find out what you've been asking. It's a, it's a dark, it's a rainy day today in in uh, Brisbane where I am. Okay, let's get into it. First question came in from Dr. Smart, who's asked, what about the people who never got to hear of Jesus? Like, what if you were born blind and deaf and had no limbs? Okay, well, they know there's a God because they can look at nature, they can realize that nature, or they exist even, has to be created for themselves. They know that there's right and wrong, and they know they've done wrong. Everyone has done wrong besides jesus christ and so therefore they would be held responsible which is why we go to the gospel we go to the world with the gospel paul says that in romans 10 14 how are they going to hear without someone preaching to them and how can they be saved unless they hear the message noah's asked is modern day judaism the same as during the times of the old testament it's Changed slightly, but it's still very similar. I shouted to a Jew just before on stream, not too long ago, and they sounded just like the Pharisees. 
trusting in tradition, trusting in what they wanted to believe rather than what God had said in his word. The very thing that Jesus confronted the Pharisees over. Butterflies ask, why or what do you say to those who believe that there is no God? I say to them, I think there's an ample reason for why we know there's a God. Many reasons why we know there's a God. I might give them this example. I say, if you look at my house here, do you believe someone built it? I say, yeah, of course did. Someone had to build it. I said, why? Well, you see design, but you also see the very fact that this universe, I mean, your house exists. That's evidence of a builder. Right. So you see the design of the universe. You see the fact the universe exists and had a beginning. That is evidence of a creator. Um, Harry's made a comment. Thanks for helping me understand the Bible. I'm new to religion. And your TikToks and YouTube lives have really helped me. God uh, God bless. Awesome. Thank you, Harry, for that very kind uh, comment there. And to God be the glory that they've been helpful. Next one from Tony. Do you believe God would curse a saved believer? Because my pastor preached recently and I'm confused. No, God's not going to curse a saved believer. What do you mean by curse even? Jesus was the curse on our behalf. Doesn't it say that in Galatians chapter 3, verse 13? That Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So God's not going to curse someone who is truly saved. This one from T.Y. Doesn't matter if someone prays over me or if I pray myself. You can pray yourself, pour out your heart to God, that God loves it when you pray. So pray continually, pray without ceasing, the Bible even says that we should do. You can have others pray for you as well, like you can have your friend come over and pray for you if you want to, but it's not necessary. Some people may choose to do it, to ask others to pray for them. If it's about a need that would be particularly relevant or particularly meaningful in your life, and you want others to pray for it so that they can rejoice with you if God chooses to answer that prayer. Daisy's asks, who are the 144,000 mentioned in Revelation 14? They are just, I think that's a symbolic number, not a literal number, a symbolic number describing all those who are saved. Now, there's more than that in heaven. It's not just 144,000 people in heaven, but it's a symbolic way of describing the full amount of people in heaven. Because it describes in Revelation 7 a great crowd, a great multitude which no one could number from all tribes, tongues, and languages. The 144,000 is just showing those who've been redeemed, and therefore they're classified as people who there was no deceit in their mouth, uh, they have not defiled themselves with women and all those sort of things. But it's, it's just describing them as saved believers, not a special class of saved believers, but just representative of all the believers who will ever live and be in heaven. This one from Arthur. My, my dad believes in reincarnation, but I don't want him to go to hell. So what do I do? Try share the gospel with him. Show him how reincarnation makes exactly zero sense. This is why. If reincarnation was true, you'd expect the population of this earth to be staying about the same. Because when somebody dies, they come into a new body. Problem is, it's not staying the same. The population of this earth is increasing exponentially. 
150, 120 years ago, there were only 2 billion people on the earth. Now there's 8 billion people on the earth. It's a massive increase, fourfold increase already, showing it does not line up with reincarnation. And people might say, but what about animals? There are more animals alive on this earth today than there's ever been as well. So it still doesn't line up with reincarnation. Instead, show him why there's a God or how we know there's a God, because the universe shows there has to be a creator. Show him how it makes sense that God cares about how we live, and so therefore God must have his own place of punishment, which is what hell would be. This one from a Gospel, who's asked about Acts 2.38, and, and they've basically said, do you have to get baptized to go to heaven? No, don't misunderstand Acts 2.38. It's not saying baptism is needed to get your sins forgiven, but it says for the forgiveness of sins, meaning because of. Just like if you have a poster, it's got a, a person's face on it, and it says wanted for murder. Is that person wanted so they can murder them? No, they're wanted because they've already murdered. And so when it says repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of sins, it's because that means because of the forgiveness of sins you've already got. And and then yeah, that's what it's talking about. Because those who think that baptism is a requirement to go to heaven don't actually understand the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel is the good news that we're not saved by what we do for God. We're saved by what he's done for us. Because what have we done? We've sinned. We deserve hell for our sin. But what has Jesus done for us? Died on that cross, rose from the dead to pay for our sins if we would believe in him. And so somebody who thinks, yes, okay, believe in Jesus, plus get baptized to go to heaven, is trusting 50% in Jesus to get to heaven and 50% in themselves, and they will not make it into heaven. Because Jesus does not share his glory with anyone else. If I, I'll give, I like giving this analogy. If you told me that you were going to buy me a ticket to a concert, but I wasn't really sure if you were, so I went ahead and bought my own ticket, was I really trusting you? I wasn't. So in the same way, if someone says, yeah, Jesus died for me, but I've also got to make sure I spread the gospel enough to go to heaven, or I must get baptized to go to heaven, they're not thinking that Jesus did enough to get them to heaven. So yes, baptism's good but not to go to heaven. Just like spreading the gospel is good, but you don't do it to get to heaven. Naomi's asked, what do you think about the book of Enoch? Well, that was a book that came a couple hundred years before Jesus was born. It was a book that was around during Jesus' day, but was not accepted by Jesus as being scripture. Jesus never said, as it's written in the book of Enoch, no, but he did do that with plenty of other books, and that is the books of the Old Testament. The Jewish community didn't even accept the book of Enoch. The very ones who God entrusted the oracles of God to, they did not accept the book of Enoch because it wasn't written by Enoch. All right, it's like someone today. If someone wrote a book saying the gospel of, um, whatever, let's say the gospel of, Thomas, well, there already is a gospel of Thomas. <laughs> the gospel of Thaddeus. Let's say the gospel of Thaddeus. He's a disciple of Jesus, right? If someone today writes a book and puts it the name as the book of Thaddeus or the gospel of Thaddeus, you're not going to think it's Thaddeus who lived 2,000 years ago who wrote that. You're going to think that's the guy named today or he's just put that name on the top. Exactly. Now, when did Enoch live? Enoch lived before Noah's flood. 
before Noah's flood. And so this book of Enoch came only a couple hundred years before Jesus, not thousands of years before Jesus. And so therefore it wasn't written by the Enoch that the Bible mentions. And so therefore it's not scripture. Should I ask this? What's your thoughts on the Action Bible? Yeah, I think the Action Bible can be pretty cool. Just remember that it's not an actual, like, full Bible. It's not a real Bible. It's just got some Bible stories in it. And so you can learn from it. You can read some of those cool Bible stories. But just realize it's not a full Bible or an actual one. It's just got a few of the stories of the Bible in it. Sugar Sweet has asked, God says to keep no records of wrong. But does that mean if someone is abused, they should just let them let the person abuse them again? Well, the Bible calls us to forgive people. Just like we've been forgiven much by God, we should forgive others much. But that doesn't mean have a memory wipe of what they've done. It means don't treat them differently, don't hold it against them. But that doesn't mean put yourself in an unwise circumstance where it's not going to be good for you. Right? Be wise who you hang out with. Be wise your interactions, all those sort of things. But you don't hold grudges. And the government is there for a reason, to punish the wrongdoer. And that's appropriate that wrongdoers get punished on this earth for wrongdoing they've done. Now, sure, the government will miss people who did bad things, but they won't get away with it in the end on Judgment Day. This one from Arthur. Uh, and actually, we answered that one. Emmanuel. How should Christians feel about other religions? We should look at the people in those religions with sympathy and care, and we want to get them to the truth. We don't want them to go to hell. We know that if someone does not trust that Christ paid for their sin, they pay for their own sin in hell. Because Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father but through me. But we don't, we don't hate the people in other religions. We love them. and love them enough to tell them, the truth about how to be saved. So let's be bold and open our mouth to declare Christ. A unicorn is asked, what does it mean to forgive? It means to not hold that thing against the person. Don't be holding a grudge. Don't be then treating them as though they had still done that thing. This one from Chris. Why in Timothy does it say, people who don't provide for their family are worse than unbelievers. Why? How could that possibly be? What he's saying there is that if even unbelievers know they should try and provide for their family, but you're like, no, nah, I don't care less if my kids have food. He's saying, look, but even unbelievers know that they want to feed their kids and you don't? What's wrong? What's wrong with you? All right, that's basically what he's saying is that if unbelievers have that conscience and God commands you to, you know, honor your father and mother and to provide for those in need who are your family, then we ought to as well. Emmanuel's asked, could you explain who goes where when we die? Does our soul rest or does it go to heaven? The whole idea of soul sleep is completely foreign to the Bible. Never will you ever find a verse in the Bible that says that your soul goes to sleep. It talks about your body going to sleep or going into the ground and being buried and so on, but not your soul. Where does your soul go when you die? It goes to heaven or hell. It says in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 8, Paul says, When I'm absent with my body, 
I'll be at home with the Lord. Because that's what death is. Death is the separation of your soul from your body. So your body goes into the ground, but where's your soul? It goes to heaven if you're a believer, or it goes to hell if you're an unbeliever. Second Peter 2.9 talks about that. Angus has asked, can God see the future of people? And if so, why would he create Eve knowing that she would eat the apple or the fruit? We don't know if it was an apple. could have been an orange or a banana or something like that. We don't know what fruit it was that, it, that she ate. God does see the future. God knew that Adam and Eve would both eat from that tree that they were not allowed to eat from. But God still made them anyway. Because God knew that by there being a fall of humanity, it provides an opportunity for him to provide a plan of redemption and salvation for them. Right? God is that kind that he said, he's like, I want to save my own creation who I know will rebel against me. So that God may be glorified. So that his attributes of justice might be displayed upon those who go to hell. And his attribute of Mercy might be displayed upon those who trust in Christ and go to heaven. That's why God made the universe, everyone. It wasn't for you, ultimately. It was for himself. It's his His universe. He made it for his glory. We just get the privilege of being part of it and being part of his plan of redemption, which we definitely don't deserve to be a part of. How cool is that? That's why we, the Bible instructs us that whether you eat or whether you drink, do everything for the glory of of God. Harper has asked this, what does God say about being hopeless? It says you're hopeless. We're all hopeless, but God came to rescue the hopeless, the weak, those burdened with sins. Jesus says, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls i think the problem is not that we have come to realize that we're hopeless we need to to trust in christ the the problem that most people in the world face is they're not willing to realize they're hopeless they want to try and earn their own salvation they want to think i'm still a good person who can pray five times a day or do some good things to go to heaven come to the point where you realize i'm hopeless but jesus died for a hopeless person like me so i get to go to heaven and god has now made me his child I'm a child of God. I'm part of God's family. And if God's with me, who can be against me? This one from Cell. Can I skip parts of the Bible where it mentions how to build the ark or lists the names of generations of families? <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Some of those parts are hard to read. They're a hard slog, you might say. Yeah, I think you can just skim read them. Just like, like yeah, yeah, I'm just going to skim read that part. Particularly when just giving names, you're like, I have no idea what these, who these people are. Just skim it. You don't have to do an in-depth study on every single name that it lists there. Skim through it and get to the next part where you'll be able to understand it more and see what ha what's happening in the narrative there. Those descriptions, like the dimensions of the temple and all that, uh, were particularly helpful for those who were building the temple or those who were building the ark. This one from Solyana. I've been praying for motivation to read my Bible, but I haven't got any. It's not a it's good that you're praying for motivation, but 
just like if you're praying that you can have food on your table, you don't just sit there and wait for food to magically appear on your table. You go to work or you go and prepare food, you go to the shops, you do whatever you need to get the food on the table, and that can be how God answers your prayer for food to be on your table. right? And so you pray for motivation to read your Bible, good. Now motivate yourself. Now go and do it. And discipline yourself to the point where you say, I'm not even going to pick up my phone in my day until I've read my Bible. What if you set that as a rule? That you will not pick up your phone until you've read your Bible. That will get you into your Bible. Because you're probably not willing to go a day without looking at your phone, are you? Well then, if you set as a rule, you'll be getting into your Bible daily. This one from Austin. Hey man, loving the content, your style of expanding God. But I have a question. I believe when I get a wife, I would not be able to put God first. She would become my highest priority. Am I sinning? Yes, you would be sinning if you put her as your highest priority. I'm married, in case you guys didn't know. I'm married to Beck. And I often tell people, I love saying this, and Beck, I think, appreciates me saying this as well. I say, hey, you know, people ask me, who's your highest priority in your life? Is it your wife? And I say, no, it's God. God is my number one priority. My wife is a distant second. And she hasn't got a problem with that because that doesn't mean I neglect her. I care about her, love love her lots. But God says, if anyone loves father or mother, wife or children more than me is not worthy of me. Oof. So if you're putting your spouse or your kids or your anyone else above God, there's something wrong. Now, putting God first means I will love my wife and I'll seek to, to help her and guide her and, and do all those sort of things that a husband should do. But I'm not going to put her above God. Putting her above God would be something like if she says, okay, I don't want you to go to church, but God says I should go to church. Who am I going to listen to? If I put her above God, I'd have to listen to her. And that would be absurd. Right? God is the one who gave me my wife. God is the one who gave you your parents, your kids, whoever you've got in your life. So to put them above God is to basically say, God, I don't care about you. I've got your good gift and I love you more than you, the giver of that gift. Let's say you had a child and you gave them a really special gift. And they, they had the gift, and they started focusing on this gift, so much so to the neglect of you. Now they don't want to speak to you anymore because they're so focused on the gift you gave them. You'd be like, hold up, that's not right. Exactly. And neither is it right for us to love any of God's gifts more than the giver of those gifts, God himself. So... Don't idolize your girlfriend or boyfriend. Don't idolize your spouse. Don't idolize your kids. Yes, you love them appropriately, as God tells you to, but God is still your number one priority in your life. Uh, this one from Kelsey. Do you have any tips on how to memorize scripture? I do. Repetition is my number one key. Repetition, repetition, repetition. The more you go over something, the more it sticks in your head. How come you know your mobile number, your cell number? Hmm? Repetition. How come you remember your date of birth? Repetition. 
how come you remember what what's in your cupboards at in your kitchen at home repetition you open your cupboard every day maybe right so that's the same with the bible you decide what you want to memorize you cover it up you try and say it you say read it 10 times cover it up try and say it and then you do it again the next day the next day next day and before long it's stuck in your head or another tip put it to a song put it to a song which is what we do on these streams if you guys are new you've just come over from our tiktok live and you don't listen to the you haven't listened to the rest of our stream in the second hour of, of this stream we actually taught a bible verse which i'm going to play for you guys it's a catchy tune and i think that will help to get as i if you heard it before if you haven't heard it if the more that you hear it the more it sticks into your head philippians 4 verse 6 and 7 are you ready for this okay here we go do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in christ jesus philippians 4 verses 6 and 7. yes if you put that tune and you sing that hear it a lot of times it won't be long before you're singing that in the shower or when you wake up and you've now got two verses of the bible in your head hopefully then for the rest of your life yeah um awesome good questions everyone um deshaun's asked do do works make our faith true no works are an evidence of the faith that we have why why did god make the universe jacob asked why do you make humans for his glory marlo's asked how do i approach my lesbian sister wanting me to go to her wedding it's a difficult situation but i would say usually going to a celebration like that would potentially be giving approval to the action to think that this is a legitimate celebration and i think as christians we don't recognize that god says marriage is only between a husband and a wife is it a sin to live with your boyfriend or girlfriend and the answer is yes it definitely is because sexual immorality is sinful that is don't be having sex before marriage don't be doing anything sexual with the person if you're not married to them now even if you weren't doing that but you chose to live with them well guess what you're providing yourself with temptation to fall into sin and that's horrible but also it runs into another big problem you're actually giving an appearance of evil and bible says we we want to do what's honorable not just in the sight of men but also in the sight of god yeah all right good questions everyone um we're going to do a bible trivia game with you guys now are you ready for this remember if you have any more questions you can always submit them anytime we are live but i invite you all to play this bible trivia kahoot game and beck's going to be our game host she's going to put the kahoot game 
into the YouTube live chat and that will be the link that you click on to play the game. It's going to be fun. I think it's going to be eight questions of Bible trivia. See how we go. We want all you guys who are here to play it. Over to you, Beck. All righty. I'm going to put the um, link in the chat so you can go either to Kahoot.it and put the card in or just click that link. Um, and I'm going to share my screen so then you can see it. Let's go. All righty. It's so bright on my screen. I wish there was like a dark mode. There. And I don't know how big it is either. This. Uh, I think that's a bit better. Alrighty, yes, nice. We have players coming on in. So make your way into the Kahoot and we're going to do some fun bubble trivia um, right now. And if you guys have any other questions or no memory for this, you can obviously contact us on Instagram, so I got that. Put that in the chat as well, so you guys can know. Nice. Who we got here? We got Yo, Zell, Maddie, Sugar, um, Gabriel, Sugar. Is it supposed to be Sugar is sweet? Oh no, Sugar Sweet. I see it now. Sugar Sweet. Uh, Gabriel Paisley. Sorry, I almost read that as parsley. Paisley. Wait. Whoa. Everything is going everywhere. Where? Where am I? There's a lot of people in the chat. I don't know if I can... I mean, not the chat, but no. There's a lot of people. Um, hard to get. There we go. WWJD's here. Silly Goose is here. Soul Smart Man. Oh, hot. Embarrassed. <laughs> Embarrassed Rock. <laughs> uh, Chris is here. Alfie. Nice. Nathan, Vanessa. Keep coming in, guys. We've got plenty of space for you to play some game. Ryder is here. Jesus is the way. Coming in and my face. Um, yep, it shouldn't be. Oh, Gabriel wants to be kicked out. Oh, I don't want to kick out someone. There we go. Okay, I did it. There you go. Um, I think you can just close it. It'll be fine. But anyway. <laughs> um, nice. All right, we got Senor Juan here. Harmony. Cool. Swag. Funny. Said he's. The way is that's you in there. Hey, okay, good to see you. Uh, swag. Okay, we're gonna get started now. So you can keep joining as we get started. So that's okay. So let's get into the kahoots. Can you handle this Bible trivia? It's so bright. Why did I do such a bright one? Which out of the four gospels has if you're not currently playing but you're in the youtube chat you can put your answer just in the youtube chat um, and play along that way awesome okay 25 of you got it correct it was in the book of matthew who in the um stream room can tell me which chapter or which chapters uh paul stand it's at five nice yeah so that's at five <laughs> Someone tell me when it ends. Just guys, all the way in. 
Number seven. Ends nine. Seven. Five to seven. Oh, Matthew almost got that. I was saying five to nine. Yeah, five to seven. All right. Good job, guys. Let's check that scoreboard. Oh, Sorcerer Man is in top position in the moment. Senior Juan in the same position technically because that's the same uh, score. So, wow, close game. Yo, Alfie, and Silly Goose. Nice work. Let's go. How did God judge the people when they were trying to build the tallest tower? <laughs> He confused their languages. That is correct. Very good. Let's check that scoreboard. Some shuffles. Yo has come up. Senior Juan keeping that second place. Alfie, Sorcerer Man, and Embarrassed. Oh, now it's an Embarrassed Unicorn. <laughs> I like that. That unicorn looks cool. Very nice sunnies. All right. Next one. Abraham's firstborn son was named Ishmael. Is that true or false? I didn't do a grammar check on this guy's name. It was because of my nails. It was very hard to type with my nails. I'm finding it's a struggle. Alright, Abraham's firstborn son was named Ishmael. True or false? And the answer is... True. His firstborn son was named Ishmael. Now... Not a well-known son because he wasn't through the promise um, of God. Who was the son who was actually born through the promise of God? Someone want to? Ryan. Yeah, so that would be Isaac. Yeah, so most of you might be confusing that with Isaac. So Ishmael was actually his firstborn son, but Isaac being the one through the promise. Yes. Now you've learned something, though. This is something in the Bible, which is actually really important to know because it talks about it in Galatians 4. Very key thing. All right, let's go check the scoreboard. Might have shaken up. Oh, it did shake up a few things. Yo kept that position, though. Embarrassed uh, unicorn. Is that embarrassed? I don't know. Anyway, is uh, <laughs> in, in second. Lightning monkey is in third. Chris in fourth. And yo, let's grow. I like that. I like that. Yo, let's grow. That's a good. I like it. I think Ryan might take that. Oh, nice. Psalm 37 13, which let's that would be great to look up because I want to know what that is. Has moved up 17 places. Good climbing there. Psalm 37:13. Tell us in the chat what it is. Which of these was not a son of Noah? Not a son. So try and think of which ones are his sons and then eliminate. And the one that was not a son of Noah was Leg. <laughs> I was thinking like him, him, like 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 him. Yeah. No, that's just a delicious food. Like ham is not leg by itself, obviously. Well, unless it's lamb leg as well. Anyway, <laughs> twenty-five. You got it correct. Um, ham is actually yeah one of one of his son's names. Oh, not too many switches there. Maddie's come up, um, and Nathan's now the highest climber, up eight places. 
Nice. All right. Next question. Who came to Jesus by night? Oh, what have you guys got in really quick with that one? I heard that. Da, 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 da. Oh, here we go. Ninja has put in Psalm 37 13. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he knows the day is coming. Ah, yes, I know that one. <laughs> this, is, this is a very good one. Yep. It just goes to show God's justice. He knows he's going to be pouring out his justice one day. All right. Oh, there was a split. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, well, not split. Well, they, you know, 20, 20 to 10. Um, It was not Peter. Peter was like, I don't know what, what people are thinking with Peter. That's really interesting. But there was someone else who came, well, someone in particular who came at night to speak with him, and that was Nicodemus, and you'll find that in John chapter 3. That was their whole discussion between um, him and Jesus talking about being born again, which does not mean by baptism. It means by the Spirit. Yes, very good. All right, you guys are doing really good. You guys are doing really, really good. Um, embarrassed. Uh, unicorns made their way to the top. Wow, nice. And not many other changes, I don't think. Yo, let's grow. Nice. Growing up into the, the position. And up six places is Colin. Nice climbing there. Keep climbing. A few more questions left. Typing answer, what did Paul do before he met Jesus on the road to Damascus? I know there's not a lot of characters, so you can just like brief it up. Put it as brief as you can. Two words even. What did Paul do before he met Jesus on the road to Damascus? And I'm gonna I'm gonna review these answers, so <laughs> Think about what he just what he did in general. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay, let's have a look at these answers. I need to review them. So, what did Paul do? And that doesn't necessarily mean a job. He, although you could have put something as his job. The answer we're looking at is kill Christians or persecuted believers, something along those lines. So, <laughs> it's so funny. Three people but pray. <laughs> um, we're not looking for an answer as broad as that. We've got persecuted, I believe that's supposed to say Christians, <laughs> persecuted Christians. Now, I'm going to give you this because it was a little bit broad. He was also a Pharisee. That's what something he did. Um, I'm going to give this because this is half as well. He killed people. Um no, I didn't ask him to heal. He persecuted, persecuted. He was a Pharisee. I'll give you that one as well. Persecuted Christians, persecuted the church. Yes, this was before his conversions. <laughs> I don't That doesn't really tell us what he did before his conversion. Um, he, he ate. He yeah. prayed. Huh? He prayed and he ate. Okay, because I wasn't going that broad. I was thinking more specific. Do, do you think letting that? <laughs> yeah, I think at least prayed because he would have prayed. Okay, prayed to God. Now, he was blinded on the road to Damascus, um, not before he met Jesus on the road to Damascus. Um, yeah, okay, this was, this was an interesting one. I was wondering how this one's going. But a lot of you guys did really well. So good job on all your answers. I really liked it. And even if you don't know, well, now you know. Now you know Paul. 
he was a he was a Pharisee who persecuted Christians and yeah, killed them. All right, let's go check those scores on that one. Oh, a few shuffles. I think there was only a shuffle in the top five. It all just looked like it went into different positions there. Maddie came up to the top. Um, yeah, not many other changes. Okay, a couple more questions to go. Who taught the Lord's Prayer? Was it? Yes, Paul. Is there another Paul in the Bible? <laughs> I'm not sure. All right. Yes, most. Yes, correct. Most of you got it. It was Jesus, the Lord's Prayer. I think it's kind of in the name of it. In some, well, Lord can be referring to obviously God the Father, but yes, I think it is called the Lord's Prayer because it's talking about. Jesus teaching it to his disciples. So good job. And that is found in the book of Matthew during in throughout the Sermon on the Mount. Let's check those scores. Some more shuffles in the, the top five. Let's see these scores. There's like, yeah, very few uh, points between the top two and then even like the next few is not too many. Like it's, it's a close game here, guys. And I wonder how close it is in below that five, fifth position. Um, anything can change. And we've actually got the final question, which is a double point question. So are you guys ready? Get your finger on the buzzer. Let's go. Final question, double points. What job did the man who asked Paul in jail, what must I do to be saved, have? <laughs> what job did the job the man who asked Paul in jail, what must I do to be saved, have? What was his job? Yes, what must I do to be saved? Was he um, a jailer? Was he a tax collector, a fisherman, or a hunter? Ooh. Okay, most of you still got that one. He was the jailer. He's known as the Philippian jailer because it was while Paul and Silas were in Philippi, they were in the, in the jail there, and the Philippian jailer was like, what must I do to be saved? And he says, what did he say? How many? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you and your household, and you'll be saved. Yes. Nice. Good job. All right, let's see the podium. Who have we got? Third place. We've got Lightning Monkey. Nice. Yo, in second place. And first place. Fourth place was and Yo Let's Grow in fifth place. Nice work. Good job, guys. Yo did really well with that. And hopefully you learned some uh, Bible knowledge on the way. Hey, thanks for that, Beck. That was an awesome kahoot. Did you guys have some fun playing that? And if you got anything wrong, don't be discouraged. It's a way of learning more about God and his word. That's why we do these fun Kahoot games together. Now, we will, I'm sure you guys have more questions you want to ask us. So we're going to be live tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern. And you can put your questions in the chat whenever we're live. And we'll do a couple of question times throughout the throughout the stream. We're just going to have more Amigle chats, which I'm looking forward to too. And we're going to be doing the song of the week and discussing that further. 
So make sure you join us. Make sure you hit subscribe and the bell. But let's ask you guys now an outro question. Yeah, outro question. That's where we ask you a random question about anything. And yeah, has anyone got a suggestion today for that? Paul? Would you prefer canned fruit and vegetables or fresh fruit and vegetables? I can see Abraham shaking his head. <laughs> um, yeah, let us know. What do you prefer, canned or fresh? Canned or fresh vegetables, fruit and vegetables. Yeah, I would say generally it would be fresh. But I wonder maybe there may be certain times when canned may be more useful if you needed something to, I don't know, last longer. If it's in a can, you can then have it in the shelf anytime. Like, ah, oh, like, okay, I would say like pineapple. Pineapple, you want as a can. Canned pineapple, right? <laughs> no. Not always. Not always. Okay, maybe you can think of one, a fruit or vegetable that will be that's best in a can. It's a goodbye from Ryan. Yes, I agree. Like, it depends on what it is. Peaches in a can. Mmm, yes, they're good, especially with, like, the juice and stuff. So, yes, peaches in a can, great. But most other things, yeah, I would say fresh is probably best. So, bye from Beck. Well, I think everyone should know my answer, given that I hate admin. I'm just going to leave it at that. What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> um, I'm going to say probably probably olives in like a glass or grapes in like a container. See from Abraham. And Abraham, did you say, is, did the reason why you laughed initially, was it because, what did you think Paul's question was? I thought it was either candy or veggies. I was like, this is too easy. <laughs> um, I would agree with Beck. It depends because peaches and oranges in cans are amazing. Also, you forgot frozen, Paul, because I like frozen corn. That's the best type of corn to have, I, except for corn on the cob. Anyways, um, other than that, I would choose fresh. Bye from Chris. It's a Lord Villain we'll see tomorrow from Glenn Rubin, Zyler, Selena, Mazelle, Monterey, Mike, Tavi, and whoever else may have served today. I cannot decide. That's a first for you guys. But um, yeah, I'm content with whatever. Fruit is amazing. Yeah, it's a first. Is it harmony? <laughs> hey, I've just got another side question to this. If anyone knows the answer. What is the only food that's not processed? Can anyone think that you won't find in a can? The answer is lettuce. Yeah, you wouldn't want to have a can of lettuce, would you? <laughs> oh, interesting. Thanks for that, Paul. Fun facts. Hey, hopefully you guys enjoyed today's stream. We look forward to hanging out with you tomorrow. Same time, same channel. And between now and tomorrow, go and serve your king.